Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine Podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable, mid-morning chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. I'm ready to party the night, man. It's Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. Happy, healthy at any size Tuesday. That's right. To anyone listening, I don't want to offend. Not on this joyous, party-filled occasion. We're all New Orleanians today. Is that not true? We're all New Orleanians today. It's the only time where we accept Saints fans. This is the one day of the year. Oh, really? So you're, you, you, uh, you reach a, an outstretched open hand. An olive branch. An olive branch, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, On this one day to Saints fans. To because the, uh, the, because it's, Mardi Gras, they have it right down there in New Orleans. It's healthy at any size Tuesday. <laughs> That's right. And I want everyone to enjoy themselves and know that uh, you're loved. You're loved. Because I love you and I love everybody, so I'm gonna throw beads at Autumn. <laughs> uh, well, first, you don't just get the beads for nothing. I know. Now, you've been there, but uh, we got uh, a camera. <laughs> Woo! Happy, healthy at any size Tuesday, Autumn Fisher, and you will not be treated as if you're up on a balcony on Bourbon Street. <laughs> I will not allow these uh, other members, this the this sausage party that is assembled, to yeah. hoot and holler. And yell things. Come on, show them. Because uh, <laughs> who, who doesn't want uh, $2 plastic beads? That much? Well, it's worth humiliating <laughs> yourself over. I know that. Jared Yamamoto, this is interesting. You know, we often talk about his functional alcoholism because it's quite the wonder. I mean, if I had this guy's lifestyle, I'd miss, I'd miss three days a month. I mean, no, there's, there'd be three days at least a month that I would just wake up and go, now nah, the body ain't going to do it. Some recovery days. Yeah, I would need recovery days. This is, and I think a lot of people, wow, that must be some kind of hyperbole. I know this radio show. It's like show business. You're kind of pumping stuff up. You're embellishing things. Well, here's the proof that I'm not. And that also that you should be in awe of Jared Yamamoto's functional alcoholism. We're talking about... Uh, New Orleans and Mardi Gras and Healthy at Any Size Tuesday. And uh, Jared says to me, well, you know, we've looked at it, and it turns out that uh, my 50th birthday is going to be on Healthy at Any Size Tuesday. Wow. That's right. I'm so so pumped. I've started planning my 50th birthday to be there in New Orleans. (laughs) He's 34 years old. 
34 tomorrow. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, well, happy so, uh, pre-birthday. 16 years then, yes. So he is planning a birthday party. <laughs> He's planning and looking actively looking forward to how drunk he is going to be on Healthy at Any Size Tuesday in 16 years when he's 50. That's pretty freaking cool, though, that it falls no, no, it, on my 50th birthday. That may be, may be pretty freaking cool in your vernacular, <laughs> but also, I think, does back up my argument that For we sure. should all be in awe of this man's functional alcoholism. <laughs> when you're planning a party and thinking about how cool it is going to be dr- to be drunk si- on a night 16 years from now, <laughs> I would say... All right, you know it's not it's not hyperbole. Listen, I'm extending an invite to everyone on the show I'm right not now. Be alive. Yeah, I'll be alive. <laughs> I'm not planning on being alive there. 16 years about? from now. Autumn's gonna be there. Eric, you'll be there. I'll be come 68. on, 68. I'm not going to no party. Oh yeah, yeah that's on. exactly what I'm gonna want. That's what I'm gonna want to do in my whatever 72 or whatever I'll be. You'll <laughs> drive me. <laughs> come on, Dad, get in the car. Take it out. Cars, cars, <laughs> C- cars. You think he's gonna be a? You think he's gonna be a loving son when you're older? You think he's gonna take care of you? I you think sure he's gonna? Hope so. I'm working, <laughs> working toward that goal. Uh, but look, you can't hamstring him. Perhaps uh, he decides uh, this isn't what I want to do. I want to move Wallet. away. Wallet. Wallet. Uh, okay, you'll pay him. You'll pay him for his kindness. Yes. And uh, he's a kind child. He'll be a kind adult. Sometimes they're opposite of what they start out being. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the kids, like if they're wild children, they tend to be a little more stoic. Oh, good. So he won't be hitting me in the face when he's old enough to hurt me. Chances are, as long as you don't deserve it, he'll stop yeah. doing that at some point. Um, but yeah, I've, we, I've had, you know, it's gone both ways. You get the wild child who's young and then it becomes stoic. And then you have uh, the stoic child who's young and then goes crazy when they're like 16 or 17. So, you know, starts partying like crazy. So it, it, it's hard to, hard to, because you ever see like a kid and you go, wow, it's unfortunate, you know, like just not a very good looking child. <laughs> and then you catch up with them. You catch up on them when they're like 20, and they're they're beautiful. The they ugly duckling syndrome. Yeah, well, I get, you know, you can start out the way that you start out. Don't judge the looks of uh, newborns, because you have to understand what they've just been through. When they're born, they look like they've just been through a, you know, a 12-round boxing match. Yeah, you they know, are always really puffy. Puffy, their eyes. It takes a while. So, and for some of these kids, it takes five, six years to settle in. Yeah, they got to grow into their face. Well, especially they have to grow they... into their face. Sometimes they, sometimes their noses <laughs> or ears are they got to grow into yeah. them. Well, they look, put a give, bal- them, give them a chance, huh? They put a balloon in there sometimes to get things going, and sometimes they hit the they they hit Gill in the face with it. So he came out looking like he had been in a boxing match. Wait, hold on. Oh, uh, he was bruised. There was yeah. a yeah a balloon. I don't know. I don't know about this. Well, it's about some it's, sort of it's, Chinese it's to, thing. It's to uh, uh, open the cervix. Yeah, uh, but it's not a Chinese spy balloon. I hope <laughs> no. Hover, oh, hovering let me above. Get in there and shoot that down. <laughs> hovering Step above aside. the cervix. <laughs> Man, the Chinese know more about uh, the insides of our women than we do. Yep. And that is uh, and that is why I am calling for uh, another trillion dollars a year in military spending, which seems to be. I love that uh, argument that I'm getting from the Wall Street Journal. We just don't spend enough on the military. Well, a a trillion dollars a year? Think of all the maybe, jobs. Maybe you ought to scale back what you're trying to accomplish. <laughs> if, if, you, if your budget is $1 trillion a year and you don't feel like you have enough, perhaps it's time to scale back the operation. Do less. Might be good for your budget. I know it would be good for the country. If we, you know, just pull, just stop meddling and just pick eight countries 
and just say, you know what, we're going to stop meddling in their current their affairs. We go to 890. Excuse me, yeah. please. Uh, this is uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. I am the president <laughs> of Ukraine, and it's very, very important that you keep uh, the funnel open to our country. Well, yes, of course. We're just giving you money anytime you ask for it, right? Please, to... thank you, and make us 51st state. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what, if you ask for it, why, why not? Why should it be granted? I know two people that would to make good senators. They're very, very good people. You got that boxer in uh, Kiev. Not him. Klitschko? No. Don't like him. He doesn't like me. Oh, no. You two don't like each other. He's too popular to uh, get rid of. Oh, is that it? Is that it? You'd like to ax him, but uh, he's he's too too popular. He's big, tall, and strong, the opposite of me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you, Volodymyr. Hey, you look good in the olive shirt, man. Thank Come on, you. Would you... you like to buy one, go to my website. <laughs> yeah, you do look good in that olive shirt. Hey, are uh, housewives all across America still fantasizing about having sex with that? You know, I haven't seen the Volodymyr Zelensky pillow in a while, but yeah. I mean, you know, there's... We have sex doll. We are manufacturing in Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those guys that has a lot of hair, like, just like on his shoulders. and That's not all. He's everywhere. <laughs> hey, some people love that, though. Some people are really into that. Well, I know, I know. Well, I'm I don't s- know about the sh- the shoulder hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like trying to find a tic tac in a shag carpet. <laughs> you guys have tic tacs. Think this, about it. Yes. Are uh, you doing some of your humor, your comedy? Yes, yeah. I am comedian, also actor. <laughs> very, very good actor. And uh, and you've outlawed any opposition to you in in Ukraine. That's the first step. I in... wouldn't call it that. I am suppressing anyone who disagrees with me. And that's the first step to preserving democracy exactly. worldwide. Okay, it's just, perfect just, way to do. Sometimes the counterintuitive ends up being. Uh, hey, you correct. got twenty dollars. It's not taking my debit card I, machine. I got. It. I gave it the office. Uh, my tax money's going to you. We just gave you four hundred. Do you think they're giving uh, Zelensky just a, a debit card? Just yeah. The, the, the government yeah. debit card? Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, CBT card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't buy ice cream with it. He's complaining because he yeah. wants to be able to buy desserts. I just <laughs> want some Edies. He has to return. He has to submit all his receipts to. Uh, it's time to do my gosh, jeepers. You know, it's a. Uh, I don't think... Uh, hey, you're getting lucky. There's been zero coverage of the uh, the anti-war rally in D.C. on Sunday. So bunch of an- anti-American haters. <laughs> is that what that is? Come Trumpers, mega. <laughs> uh, happy, healthy, and any size Tuesday. We'll be back. Yeah, and I made the point yesterday, and it, the stories today... I think make it ring true even more that Biden going to Kiev, giving that speech and all that is more, and also Zelensky coming here when he spoke to the house in that horrific thing where like other countries flags are, I mean, just, it was just that I think was embarrassing. The way that our lawmakers responded to the leader of another country. I mean, it was just absurd. It was humiliating, I think, watching it. Um, But these things are not, these things are not about trying to prove to Putin that we're in it for the long haul. They're about shoring up support from the people of the United States and the Western world 
because if you look at the polling, uh, it's slipping. A lot of people are beginning to wonder, you know, where the hell does this end? And there's a good reason that you ask that question, because the leaders say things like, "How for however long is necessary. Well, what does that mean? Surely you don't mean that. What if it's a hundred years? There was one 100-year war. This is a 100 years war, too. I have a rule about war. If you, uh, Just one. If you're born on the day that it starts and you live an average lifespan, you should live long enough to see the end of the war. The 100 years war is one of those that, it, well, and it was at a time where you didn't, the medicine wasn't that good, so. Many people didn't even see half of it. Yeah, you were old at 30. Yeah. And wasn't it shorter than 100 years? Well, it was a couple of wars that were put together. Oh, okay. There was a couple episodic. I think I think one France. was like 60 years, and then the other one was 30, and they put them together. And was easier it was the for... same people that were warring okay. with you. They took a day off. Yeah, it yeah. was easier for Rather the Rather than starting a new war, they said, hey, we're just continuing the old one. Yeah. Oh, okay. the history so books, it's just like a pause. Yeah. yeah. For the history books, it's easier to put it as one big war. Yeah, that's right. The 100 years war. Kind of like all the Avengers movies, just one giant movie, and someday it'll be the Avengers, and it'll be 70 hours long. <laughs> the billion-year movie. Yes. Just binge it all. But, uh, yeah, that's my rule. And this thing just goes on and on and on. And what's happening, I think, is that people are just, first of all, we've been through, well, you know, the, the long institutional memory is Vietnam. We've been recently through Iraq, Afghanistan. And when people just start talking about another forever war, I don't think that that's a good sell. And I think that people still in the United States and the West don't like Putin and would like the best for Ukrainians. But you still, you know, you do have an obligation to show people the light. You know, whether you stick to the plan or the plan works out, a football coach doesn't stand in front of his people before the game and just go, trust me, I want you guys to know I'm with you till the end. Somebody might, do we have a plan? How, Coach, how are we going to beat this team? They're pretty damn good. Do you have a plan? Hey, hey, you just run the plays. What I want you to know is I'm going to be there and we're going to be there, but then at least they can look up the scoreboard and they know exactly how long the game's going to go. So you have less than that here. So these leaders are not even doing themselves favors. I mean, if they want the money forever, you got to lie to us. You got to tell us you have a plan and that we're this close and all we need is this to get over there. And then there's going to be. But nothing. I mean, there's the, the, these leaders feel no obligation to give us any sort of roadmap so that we can identify, oh, we're winning this thing. So people kind of get it that it's a war of attrition. You know, there's a, a and people aren't into that. And, uh, there was a there was a rally against the war in DC on Sunday, getting zero coverage. I don't I don't know how many people were there. They say between a thousand and three thousand. Some of that might be because people like me who are against the war are never gonna go to a war rally or any kind of rally. I'm totally against I'm totally against this war, but I can't allow myself to become, you know, one of the bullhorn people chanting some kind of vague rhymes at the universe. I find that to be silly and stupid. So even though that, so I think that probably something like this isn't going to get as many people, but there was a war rally that wasn't covered at all. And what did they do? They get bullhorns and start chanting stupid nonsense. Of course it was called the rage against the war machine. Here it is. No NATO. No war. No NATO. No war. 
See, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's like when I was growing up and, and the, the whole Catholic thing. I couldn't do the thing where I spoke back the same thing everybody else. What, you can't say it also with you? Yeah, I can say it. I just feel silly when everybody else... I, don't, I feel silly when I'm saying the same thing as everybody else at the same time. Come on, try it, Eric. No NATO, no war. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I might say that... Well, the people there didn't even really seem that into it. No, they didn't. Well, because you got a disparate bunch. The reason it was so small, I think, is because you got the lefty lefties, and they didn't want to be around the libertarians who were also against this because the libertarians, you know, they have some ideas that the lefties don't like. Number one, they're not into minimum wage. So that's a good enough reason. You know, you know what? I would rather that this war continue forever than show a strong front because I can't march with people who don't believe in a minimum wage. <laughs> And Democrats would be chanting, hey, hey, JRB, how many things can you give to me? <laughs> yeah, this is so, it's, it's a weird alliance of people who are willing to say that they're against this policy in Eastern Europe. And so getting them all together is just going to be kind of difficult. I know I'm never going to go to a rally. You know, so it's, I, I don't know how successful these things can be. I can't stand, once somebody picks up a bullhorn, get out of my face. You haven't been I'm to not a rally interested in you. since 2009. Yeah, that one I kick-started yeah. kick the Tea Party thing, and then I, I went away. Because then it became a thing thing. Your job was done. Well, I don't even know if my job was done. It's just once these movements, I just don't like movements. It was spontaneous, and then it became a movement. Yeah, I just don't like movements. I don't like, uh, like I'm, uh, it's like Roger <laughs> Watt. Well, I mean, sometimes yeah, you relieve yourself. Morning. Absolutely. After a couple cups of coffee, nothing better. Get your day started. That kind of movement I'm all for. Natural movements. But if somebody had a bullhorn. Movements. No, if somebody had a bullhorn, it would just, uh, <laughs> my, my sphincter would be tight shut. That would be impossible. No toilet, I would be, no uh, peace. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a bullhorn, what about like a drum circle? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to hang out with these people. Hey, bro, no are. <laughs> but it is happening. I'm always here. I'm always a little bit ahead of uh, the game here. But the reason you're seeing Biden going to Kiev and the reason you're seeing Zelensky come to America isn't about sending messages to Putin. I mean, that's a secondary thing. The, re the real thing is they're trying to convince you and me to stay on board. But I was never on board. All right, fellas, let's put down the uh, phones. What a scrolling going on here. Sorry, checking my Twitter feed here. Yeah. I'm looking at snowfall totals from the blizzard of 93. Whoa. Dork. You writing a book? Are you doing research? <laughs> I'm trying to decide which was worse, 78 or 93. Okay, listen, if it keeps you from having the bad I say thoughts, 78. I would, you know, what the hell you know about it? You weren't born until... I'm Team 78. I was free-range that storm, 78. <laughs> were you even, what were you, four, five? No, I was seven. Seven, okay. And my, you remember that one, the big yeah. blizzard of 78? Yeah, because I was out hanging out with my friends and wandering all over town. The, my mom had to call the police because she didn't know where I was. Seven years old, out uh, wandering the streets. Did yeah. you have baseball bats? No. Or you like, and a sled. Uh, did you put uh, Coke bottles on your fingers and start clicking them and uh, taunting the Warriors, other gangs? come out and play. <laughs> you know, that turns out to be, uh, well, I'm not going to get into it. It's too deep. What, that movie? That movie turns out to be a uh, uh, some kind of classic myth, like, oh, like uh, Ulysses type, or something? something, yeah, in that general vein, it turns out. And a lot of people don't realize it, but... Uh, it was a quest they had to get from one side of town to the yeah, other. Yeah, and it's totally, it's exactly the same, and even some of the names, like it was done on purpose, apparently, but I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't as simple as Homer's Odyssey, but it's like in that kind of realm, so... 
Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Let's get down to it, That was Bobbers. too deep. That was deep. That was deep. I apologize. We're, we're going to do some fart humor in a minute. Not as Yay! deep. Even things out. Not as deep as the snow was in 1993. Nah, 78 well, was way worse. You know, I think I liked you better when you were a raging alcoholic screaming at people. Now you're checking snowfall <laughs> from 1978 just to keep you from being the bad person that you know you want to be. I want to be evil. Get this man some meth. Let's see the real Tim Andrews. Here he is. Oh, no. I don't have that much time to kill. <laughs> uh, well, what is meth? Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, how long does that last? Like, I don't do know. You, do you smoke it? What do you do? Smoke, snort. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways. What's the difference between that and like crystal meth? It's the same thing. Same, same thing. Okay, then there's another name for it, too. Ice. Same What's thing. that? Ice is crystal meth. Why does it have so many names? Well, because methamphetamine was a pill, or you yeah. grind it up, but crystal meth made it even more potent. So if you take one thing, is it like a, is it one of those five-minute highs, an hour? No. I don't it... I think it lasts a while. Usually people that are methed up are yeah. pretty effed up for a while. Well, it's speed, right? It's yes. a speed. I don't know. Whatever it is, it makes uh, makes these people speak without any saliva in their <laughs> mouth. <laughs> oh, a, cl- a lot of clicking. Well, that's, that looks like a blast. You ever see a guy in meth like, wow, you're obviously having a good time? I always think cocaine always made people talkative. Yeah, a little more uh, warmth. It seems like meth is like a very cold, dull edge, you know? Cocaine is a bad drug. People should, I mean, it's a yes. bad drug. Luckily, when I was a kid, I couldn't afford it. So it'd be like 15 of us would go in on an eight ball and we'd all get like, uh, you know, nothing. One toot. And it was over. This is but, fun. But, but, yeah, it's a bad drug. But I think it's a little warmer than, like, meth. It seems like these people are just, like, not in the, on the planet yeah. with you. It doesn't look fun. They're like, just people, looking like, for someone to have people, sex with. If you see, uh, well, it's fun yeah, to have sex. True. Sex is, oh, is it, does it push up the uh, sex drive? Yeah, those it, yeah, couples. Yeah, it makes you yeah. super horny, yeah. but then you now, can't can, ever reach yeah. oh, nirvana. Oh, it's yeah. the gooning drug then, huh? Yeah. You edge. Huh? Is it the edging drug? The mm-hmm. gooning drug. It's the goon drug. <laughs> Am I right? I'm learning here. Yes. Wow. I mean, it is used for that. It's not. Solely used for that. Do we have uh, Do we have any commercials with doctors uh, telling people how they guys, can? Uh, guys, 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 guys. Hey, 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 hey. So do uh, so people. So it sounds like what you're saying, Autumn, is you're there for the ride, but the, you can't. You cannot bring the ride to completion. Right. And but you love it. You're not frustrated. You're just. It's it's a feeling. It's like sounds a like constant... she's pro- like a life coach in my ears. This is happening. You <laughs> love it. You love this. You're not frustrated. You love it. Keep this is going. Great. Keep this going. is really working out for you. You're nowhere near the end of the internet. I promise been, you. You'll you've never been, run out of pictures and videos. You've been stuck in this hotel room for two weeks. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> Prostitute. How often does that happen to hotel people? They, hey, this guy's been here a week. He has to come out of his room. I oh, think plenty. by law they don't. They can't really do a lot, right? As long as they're, they're following the, the rules. Do not disturb. Yeah. Not if they suspect in. drugs. Boy, it smells like, uh, what's that? Not the word oxygen, but uh, what is that other thing? Ozone? That, ozone. It smells like the ozone in there. What's, what's going on? That's what I imagine meth smells like. What does it smell like? Diesel? I have no clue. Oh, come on know. now. Everybody's acting well, I've like they've never done it. anybody. I think. Jared. I'm I, a I lot of information. Of, I can't, I, 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 I'm I trying to learn here. I want to know what to do. I, I've definitely not, been around people. By the way, kids, that... don't do meth. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the message of the Von Hessler How doctrine. How about you don't do that? Yeah. 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 yeah, don't do it. 
I can't think of it. I'm okay. just asking about it. So you've done meth for the first time. <laughs> you've got this. You've got this. <laughs> Is crank meth? Because I've done you crank. See, I don't know. But it was in the eighties. Crank. Late eighties, yeah. Crank. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was it was it good for the goonin? No. Well, I didn't know. Huh? Crank is meth. It was good to stay up all night. Why with. does meth need so many damn names? Hey, there's a lot of names for things. Yeah, I guess. I guess don't, some people don't, get high. Don't, don't subject meth to just one name. Oh, it's actually I think this makes sense. So that way you can sell more of it. You you could say. Oh, yeah, hey, Hey, you got meth, but now do you have enough ice? Yeah. Yeah, you need to buy some ice. You want some crank? How about some crank? I mean, there's cola, but then there's 7,000 brands of cola. Hmm. But it's all cola. Well, that's truth there. So it is branding is what we're talking about. Yeah. And I say, kids, don't even be in the market for it. You shouldn't do drugs that yeah. just will always ruin your life. Now, every drug can ruin your life, including alcohol and cigarettes. But uh, you shouldn't do drugs that are pretty much guaranteed to ruin your life. You have your teeth are falling out. You should probably not do that drug. Yeah, but I'm horny as you, you know, come on. Yeah. A, you know, nothing's for free. But I then don't... I don't have to think about my childhood. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Or yeah. my child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Children in general. Like, <laughs> or anyone in my or family. Or anyone. Just that street yeah. hooker I brought you know, in. <laughs> until, until they turn the lights off because I haven't paid the bill in three months, I'm just in this room. I ain't it's bothering existing. nobody. Someday I'll get to do a Doritos commercial. <laughs> yeah, Maybe high, I'll invent a pillow. The high. <laughs> hey, don't knock it till you tried it. Yeah, hey, he, he was crack. Oh, uh, yeah, he Leave was crack. It was crack. Come What's on. Crack? Would you like to it's apologize? Would you, crack is a. Uh, it's a, uh, not, it's it's a non potent, GMO. It's a concentrated form of cocaine, is it not? Yeah, it's super but concentrated. You can smoke, right? Right. And it comes in rocks. And kids. Don't do it. Invented by the CIA. That's what that's I hear. Right. Dropped it to in destroy inner cities. inner cities. Ah, yeah, that's what I hear. It's been such a good uh, boon to the country. Destroying yep. the inner cities seems like it was a good idea, but given what we see, the intelligence agents. I always like laughed at all these idiotic. You know, I always laughed at the Kennedy uh, conspiracy theorists. The you know the CIA was involved. I always laughed at that. And now, seeing what the intelligence agencies are doing just in the Twitter files, which, which I, I guess nobody cares. Nah, like, don't. Americans don't care. They don't care. It's the, it, either they didn't look at them or they looked at them and said, uh, well, yeah, that's what I want my intelligence agencies to be doing is uh, deciding which Americans are allowed to speak in public and which aren't. How could you right? care? Is that, do I have to come to that conclusion? Americans are fine with it. This is what – like – I was appalled, but I must assume that everyone listening, if they looked at it, way to go, intelligence agencies. Great work. This is exactly what the founders wanted when they put that stupid constitution together. <laughs> it's exactly what they yeah, – the private citizens should be surveilled at all times. It was just a forgotten page yeah. in the yeah, very yeah. back of well, it. This is what they wanted. So I, I just have to assume. I mean, we all have to move on. We can't labor things forever. I just have to assume, America, you looked into the Twitter files and said, yes, indeed, that's exactly what I want from my intelligence agencies. Because I look in there and I see seven scandals worse than Watergate. But not me. I guess I can't convince people of something. Oh, you're a MAGA. The American people have looked in the Twitter files and said, thank you very much, intelligence agencies. This is just exactly what we want from you. But from my point of view, I looked in there, and now I'm like, well, this Kennedy thing, but, uh, 60 years later, they won't open up all of the documents. I mean, I used to make fun of people who had conspiracy theories about that. And now it's just like, well, there's no chance you're not 
not covering something up, right? Something doesn't look good. Well, what do you have, like a 94-year-old agent in the field somewhere? You don't want to... you don't want to you don't compromise compromise his identity we did it <laughs> it's just so now i you know i'm i'm willing to believe anything about the intelligence agencies it just doesn't seem like a smart idea it doesn't, doesn't seem like a smart idea to have a plan to ruin your own inner cities kind of hurts everything but then again there's nothing smart about going to war with russia so they're doing that i have some you can laugh at later you can make fun of me. I have some crazier ones than that. Crazier what? Conspiracies. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to get down that rabbit hole, but now I'm just open to things. I will, t- I will say that. I'm just open to things when you see just how ridiculous. I don't want to get back on all of that. I could talk about that all day long. I don't think the audience wants to hear it, especially since their favorite radio host is probably 100% on the other side. What was that one piece of audio I heard this morning? Where, who was saying that... Uh, Putin would have to change his personality by 360 degrees. George, yep. did you send that to me? Is no. that yeah, slack? some sort of German leader? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Whoopsie. The Germans are usually very good with mathematics. They're usually precise. Yeah, they're precise people. I just, yeah. So if uh, Putin turned 360 degrees, he would just go all the way around. And yeah, I'll turn around. Exactly the same person. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else do we have here? It's too late to start a study, surveys, and polls, don't you think? When is Greg Russ on? He is on at 1030. All right, this is a big story. I want him to start with uh, Google going to the Supreme Court today because that is a a very, very interesting case. And I can see Google's point of view, but I think that they have gone – I think that this is going to go against them. If it goes against them, it is going to upend the Internet as we know it. And that might be a good thing. Everybody's so worried about that. But maybe, I mean, do we all love the internet now? It's lit loaded with ads, especially. I think Google has got has honestly gone downhill over the last couple of years. But that's not what years. they're going to Supreme Court for. They're going to Supreme Court because uh, this uh, Section 230 of, what is it, the Internet Communications Decency Act of 1996 or something along those lines. It prevents people from being responsible. <laughs> politicians. Right? <laughs> Politicians getting together to pass uh, legislation that has the word decency in it. That's hilarious, isn't it? Absolutely <laughs> That's hilarious. Nice, well, yeah, well, what it comes down to is uh, it basically says that you cannot sue Google or any of these other pa- platforms because somebody puts something hateful or dangerous up there. And yeah, if it's like the telephone company, like your cell phone company, they don't tell you who you can and can't call. So, yeah, they're not responsible. If I get on a cell phone call and I start uh, talking about, you know, killing somebody or something, you can't hold Verizon responsible for that. Cause the, but once you start curating things and doing recommendations, do you become a publisher at that point? And then the rules change. You know, I think one of the main reasons that even though I've been against our policy in Ukraine since the beginning, since before the beginning, one of the reasons I don't show up at like uh, anti-war rallies and things like that is because you always end up next to these people. There's too much binary thinking. When it comes to the non-binary thing, not to get cultural here, but uh, I would like to say non-binary thinking is good. And that's what I noticed with a lot of these uh 
you know, people who are a little more famous, who are part of the anti-war and deal, they tend to believe. I'm talking like people like uh, Jimmy Dore and some others. Uh, they tend, and I think he spoke. You know, this this guy is a smart guy. He's a funny guy. He's got an interesting YouTube channel, um, but he's not the person you want out front when you're trying to get a collective of people together that maybe disagree on certain things, but they they agree that they're against the war. You know, this guy Jimmy Dore, every time he goes on TV, is he's yelling that America is the terrorist of the world. You're not going to get a lot no. of people. You're not going to get a lot of people. My point of view is I hate this. I hate when I disagree with my country this much. Like, it hurts me. And it's just me being honest with myself. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everybody else is right. But I still have to be honest with myself. And I don't get any charge. I don't get any charge of, you know, saying that I disagree with my country and like I wish the intelligence agencies were doing the right thing, which is just giving a president the information they need to make the decisions that they need concerning these world leaders and these movements rather than trying to change things around the world all the time. That's what, you know, but uh, I, I take no delight in disagreeing with something like this. It's a little bit easier because we don't have troops on the ground. That's for sure. I don't know what I would do if we had troops on the ground. I just don't know that I could go on the air and speak against when we have people on the ground. But we don't, we're not in that situation right now. So it's not enjoyable for me. It seems like some of these other people, it's enjoyable. And I've noticed with uh, people like that, they, they don't seem to understand that you don't have to think Putin is right to think that NATO is wrong. People have to get rid of that. This is all of the leaders of the world. This is a game that they play that doesn't have anything to do with us. All the diplomatic core stuff, the Russian diplomatic core, the Chinese diplomatic core, NATO's diplomatic core, the United States diplomatic core, they have all these rules and protocols and what you don't say and what you don't do and what you do say and what you don't do. And it's a dance that they do with one another. And when, uh, when the music stops and somebody doesn't have a chair, they turn around and send your kids to war over it. But it's a dance with them. I can't stand any of them. So I don't, I, don't appre- I don't buy Putin's propaganda just because I reject NATO's propaganda. It's time for all of us to stop being willing to fight for these a-holes who don't give a damn about us. It's about them. It's a diplomatic dance, and that's what it's all about. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine on this Healthy at Any Size Tuesday begins right now. So many. What did Marjorie Taylor Greene tweet now? You know, I got to say, one of the only people in Congress that is uh, standing up against all this money that we're sending to Ukraine, but... uh, you know, a stop clock is right twice a day. What can I say? So what is she saying now? She tweeted yesterday that on this President's Day that we needed to have a national divorce day, meaning the red states and the blue states needed to separate from one another. Right. Well, she is not a thinker. <laughs> Am I the first one to say that? No. Hey. <laughs> You're not a thinker. Watch your mouth. Marge. From now on, she's Marge. Marge? Yeah. <laughs> I like Marge that. TG. <laughs> Marge TG. First of all, a, a big hearty F you to anybody out there with all these talks of civil war. These are a bunch of basement pansies that don't know what they're talking about. 
that anybody would think of that as any sort of solution or that we're anywhere close. We're not. We're not within 50,000 miles of it. That's the fact. There are those who want to rattle imaginary sabers that they think are in their hands. Look around your neighborhood. Really? Yeah. You know, there's the weird guy at the end of the road. That's about it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey after this cul-de-sac ice cream social, what do you say we all arm ourselves and fight people <laughs> who disagree with us at the ballot box? <laughs> I'll fight my the I'll other street. Peachtree dish. I'll tell you what. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll let that person in my son's bathroom after they pry this ice cream cone from my cold, dead fingers. Says the suburban dad. Why'd you bring that kid with purple hair into my neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. We're not going to war over cultural issues. And Marge, you're not so bright on these things. I have what do you to... mean? Well, what I mean is just because some... just be... there's there's blue inside yeah. of the red states. There's red inside of the blue states. We're not all a red state Keep is not separate. 100 percent red and a blue state. So I guess you're assuming that Georgia being a red state, well, even though purple. Both... Well, yeah. Where do we go? You gonna take Atlanta with you to Redland? Is that gonna you think you taking Midtown with you to Redland? If we work hard enough, yeah, we can convince yeah. these idiots in the middle of the. You know, city. Marge, it's very easy to say dumb things. It only takes a little bit longer to be able to say something cogent and interesting. A big hearty von Hessler doctrine. F you to anybody out there. Who is rattling the us oh, country? This country, we're going to be in a civil war. Look around your neighborhood. Look around your neighborhood. You really think people are going to go fight? In the uh, I'll tell you what. I'm not saying that pronoun. You know, not only that, I'm doing something about it. You know what? We're going. <laughs> all right, get my guns. We're going to war with Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> That's just absurd. Wyoming versus Colorado. Between social media and 24-hour news networks, I really think it's happened. People just have too many places to spout off, and so they just say things. If you really want to get an idea of what's really going on in uh, news media and all of these 24-hour news networks, just watch the idiocy of sports programming right now. Who are the five teams that we have to worry about next year? They go on and on. They have, they have no idea. That's hey, terrible. here comes uh, Rudy Hot Take. <laughs> he says Mahomes has seen his last Super Bowl. So we're just filling time until we die, right? There's absolutely no purpose to this. Yeah. Because if uh, Putin doesn't blow us up before then, there's going to be free agency and then a camp and then a season. And then we'll be at this point next year. We'll be able to look back and we know how everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to take for Lamar Jackson to get to the Super Bowl? Coming uh, to the Falcons, baby. Is he where? Where are the? Where will Lamar Jackson end up? Nobody ever shows up on ESPN and says, "Well, I don't know. Wait a few weeks or months. I guess we'll find out." <laughs> well, I mean, it's you be- know what's not happening? Lamar Jackson is not tuning in to see if he can get any good ideas from the panelists. Guys, it's going to be really hard to. Have play an NFL season if our country is split in half like that. I mean, we're going to have oh, yeah. two what different do we do? like that. Yeah, I mean, well, how's that going to work? Then that, uh, well, the AFC is going to be uh, red, <laughs> and the NFC will be blue. 
and we'll have a big showdown every year. Perfect. So we'll, have, we'll have the red and blue bowl. <laughs> just finally, for one year, the other side has to shut up. It's just whoever wins the red and blue bowl, then just that, that to the winner, to, to the victor go the spoils, and for for one year, the other side just has to pipe down. People, history books will be writing about this for years and years and years. Oh yeah, the red and blue bowl. There was a time when. Football teams across the country had to align themselves with the various states. Some were red and some were blue, and the ones that were purple, well, they just slaughtered everybody. <laughs> Shelby Foote, do you have any predictions on the draft? Well, I think that, he was the uh, Mel Kiper of his day, the Shelby Foote. I think that maybe a lot of people out of Georgia will get drafted because they were such a good SEC team and they ended up winning the. College football championship. It tickles me. It tickles me to see the fact that Stetson Bennett could end up being a backup quarterback for the Falcons, maybe sitting on the bench most of the time, but at least he'll have a little money in his pocket. That's good. That's good. And it's got to. He'll be able to buy more beer. He's got to grow up a little bit. Huh? Yeah, I think so. He's twenty-five. Acts like he's sixteen. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Shelby Foot. But he didn't. You know, the game is oh, what's can you important. Imagine talking about the, this civil war and how well there are bathrooms and pronouns. <laughs> And then this old boy came in, and he had purple hair, and he wanted to use a ladies' restroom. And a lot of people got upset with that. Dearest Martha, they would not let me use the bathroom of my preferred gender choice. Well, I went into that bathroom and used it anyway, and then the manager came out and threw me out of the restaurant. Then I wrote you this letter. Please send me new dilators. <laughs> <laughs> Scenes from America's second civil war. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she was a congresswoman. <laughs> yeah. She had very sturdy legs because she was always doing weightlifting and stuff at the gym. Mm-hmm. She thought it would be cool sometimes to get on social media and post stupid stuff. <laughs> then a bunch of mouth breathers agreed with her. Thought it probably be best if we just have a divorce and, well... Shelby, I guess she's just been through a divorce. So I guess it's like yeah. projection, right? A like, little bit. Uh, I think yeah. so. I think Marjorie's going through a hard time. You think it's hey, a hard time? It's think, February 21st. Yeah. And I think that it's time to really fight with each other. <laughs> Adam Schiff looks like a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> then they had that Jerry Nadler who's always soiling his pants. We have the best leaders of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Shelby Foote narrates the second (laughs) civil war in America. Well, it turns out everybody was dumb. Uh, Mr. Foote, can you please put that pipe out? We don't allow smoking. (laughs) Oh, I'll go get my vape pen. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody watch the civil war thing anymore? Has that been canceled? I don't think. I think they Is it too uh, even-handed for people? There's flags in it. Oh, there are confederate... (laughs) It's hard to tell the story of the Civil War without glimpsing a Confederate flag. I feel like there's a warning at the beginning of it. There is. Oh, one recently yeah. Where this, said, could, this, 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 this history may shock you. It may trigger you to know that things were different at another time. Get over. It's like the Don Lemon thing. I've never... Don Lemon finally says something interesting, and now he's in trouble. For no... I, this is just driving me crazy. I always end up on Don Lemon's side here, although I don't really think I'm on his side because I don't know what his angle is. But if you don't want the opinions of the people on the air, then don't tell them to sit around and converse about the topics of the day. 
I mean, this is what I would say to CNN about Don Lemon. What exactly is it that you want? You have these three people, and you've explicitly, you put a little table there, explicitly told them, we don't want you to just be newsreaders. We want you to have a conversation, like at America's Table or whatever. But you need to know beforehand the things that we don't want you to say. Don Lemon said something pretty stupid, but has anybody been harmed? No. There was two co-hosts. Have they been harmed? No. What exactly do these people... I remember this in the shock jock years. You know, they want the ratings. Yeah, go out there. Be on the edge. Be on the edge. As soon as you get in trouble, they're the first ones to push you over the building. CNN, what exactly... If you don't want opinions, then don't have them have conversations. What exactly is it you... Oh, we want your opinions, but you should know the ones we don't want to hear. I never know how to say that. Schadenfreude. That's right. Is that right? It's when you get off on somebody else's uh, misery, right? You enjoy seeing somebody else being miserable. And so I guess with the Don Lemon thing, because I read here, he's going to come back tomorrow morning. They'll, get, they'll have their best ratings ever, by the way. Yes. Which may not be much. I'm still, they'll still lose, but they'll have their best ratings ever. But, you know, it's just the basic corporate nonsense. Oh, he'll be in training. He has to participate in formal training so that he can listen. He's already released the thing. and I have to listen and I have to learn. And so Schadenfreude. 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 Uh, yeah, because this is a guy who like had glee for canceling people, right? And to see him having to go through the same thing, I guess you could. Or you could just be a consistent thinker. And to all the Republicans who love this, it's like, I, don't you, have you forgotten the fact that uh, 99.9% of the time you say that you hate this stuff? Oh, not when it happens to somebody I don't like. Eric, it's America in 2023. It is too much for you to expect some, any consistency whatsoever in my political thinking. But now, so there's some fun in seeing him have to go through it, I suppose. But the corporations, media now. I mean, I still haven't done my latest goals thing. You know, there's all this nonsense. The corporations are teaching us how to be better people. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. The corporations are teaching us how to be better people. All BS. And now Don Lemon, who really, I'm sure he's a threat. Yeah, He is some sort of toxic threat is it does he really need this or is it or just a good talking to probably we'll get the job yeah but we have this process and this process no you know we don't know what don's going to say in the future so we need a process that keeps us from having any liability so if you want to keep your paycheck he has to have a struggle session, stupid right? yeah, basically he's got to learn how he's a wrong thinker yes Eric, be careful. And again, a little bit of fun because he puts that on other people and has advocated this for people he doesn't like for a long time. But I still have to remind Republicans, you were telling me for a long time that you hate this. So I'm a little confused. You hate it unless it happens to somebody you hate, which means you're not worth listening to ever again on anything. Yes. Be careful, Eric, because this half hour of the Von Hessler Doctrine. Every waking thought you've ever had. Brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer, we own you. 
Uh, we all need money to keep the uh, wheels on the bus going round and round. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Could corporations in America become more annoying? Yes. You wonder, well, <laughs> I suppose they could. You you know, you wonder all these people who are uh, resigning and quitting and you know, maybe it's the right thing. Yeah, these 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 corporations, the what they they terrorize their employees. This is the way it should be. You assume I'm a good person until I do something that proves to you that I'm not. And when I do that, if it's severe enough, you fire me. And that's it. And then you just say to the lawyers, go to hell. You know, We can tell you why we hired the guy. We can tell you about the background. You have no right to sue us saying that we should have seen this. No, we shouldn't have. No, we shouldn't have. You know, hired the person, had the skills. We didn't know he was a psychopath. So, you know, what, are you going to sue us? Oh, you are? Well, go to hell. There's so many layers to this. But the idea that corporations are teaching us how to be better people is as absurd as it sounds. People spend more time at work trying to learn how they're supposed to talk to the people around them than doing their jobs. This is how it should work in a sane country. I have a skill. You have a need for a position. We negotiate a price for that. It's totally transactional. I don't depend on you for moral support. And you don't depend on me to uh, be your team leader or whatever or to uh, rah-rah after work. If at any point you think the money that you're giving me isn't worth it, you just let me go. And I go to somebody else. Work, your employee-employer relationship should be almost completely transactional. As long as you give them what they want, they give you the money that you want. If that gets broken at any point, you go your separate ways. And if you walk into the office and you get all handsy with people and you start acting like a moron, you get fired. And that's enough. Tim Andrews, yeah, you are from the state of Pennsylvania. Is that not true? That is true. You were born in New York State, but you lived, you grew up in Pennsylvania. You're right there across the border there. The Southern Tier? Yeah, the Twin Tiers, it's called. Okay. And, uh, a lot of crying there? A lot of crying? Yeah, or in, the crying? Twin, in the Twin Tiers, a lot of crying. Yeah, I imagine Oh, I so. get because he tears. You see, yeah. He's trying to match you on the wordplay. Yeah. So, yeah. Spelled they, differently. A lot of poor people crying and buying bread from Amish people. <laughs> so, do you know where Delaware County is? Is that the county that uh, you were a part of? No, in Delaware County in the southeastern part of the state. Well, I'm asking you because I'm not from Pennsylvania. Be, might be close to Delaware. Uh, makes sense. By Philly. That makes sense. I don't know that's true, but it does make sense. Pennsylvania County, this is what am I reading here from? Daily Mail. Pennsylvania County to mail residents free condoms to combat rocketing STD rates. You really think the STD rates are going up because people don't know about condoms or can't afford condoms? I want to go into these people's homes and, you know, look at the cartons of cigarettes that in Pennsylvania cost $25 a piece or something. More than that, a carton is probably $150. 
I'll bet you in all these places where the government's sending condoms, I bet you every uh, every daily vice is well taken care of. Yeah. Even though certainly these are not millionaires. Oh, honey. It looks like the condoms aren't going to be here for two days. Uh, we just can't have sex until then. Yeah, we'll hold off. Yeah, we'll hold off. Let's edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're always coming back to the gooning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just think it's uh, silly. It may, it may seem like, hey, we got high rates. We need to, uh, you know, do something about this. Let's just send out some free condoms. Apparently, a lot of syphilis there too. That's the, well, that's, that's what it is. The number one thing, syphilis, and uh, a gross word. Ew. It's a gross word for a reason. It's nicer than the if clap. it were a vegetable, I would not eat it. <laughs> I got to tell you, to this day, I have never tried cauliflower, basically because of the name of it. I mean, it also looks like a wart. A compound, you know those. What do those call those warts that like a get all a, oh. a compound wart? <laughs> yeah. That's how it looks. So the look isn't helping, but the word cauliflower. When I'm growing up, eh, that boxer, he's got cauliflower ears. There was never a good positive. Well, they mention. put it. They put it in everything now. You can get cauliflower pizza crust or yeah, cauliflower yeah. mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, not for me. Not with that word. And syphilis is another one. You might as well call it. Uh, a vegetable syphilis. That's how I would respond to it. The way I would respond to cauliflower. Doesn't cauliflower look like somebody has syphilis? True. Until it's mixed. <laughs> until it's mixed in with something else. There's so many cauliflower things now. There's like uh, cauliflower rice, cauliflower corn, cauliflower this. Yeah, a new cauliflower, cauliflower corn. burger or chicken yeah. patty or something at Chick Fil A. It's expensive too. Hey, folks. Hey, hey, you woke people who hated us. Come on back. Yeah. We got a crappy tasting cauliflower sandwich for you to enjoy. Let's do this. Tech Tuesday with Greg Rudd. We don't care who marries whom anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just try our fantastic waffle fries. Hello, Greg Ross. How are you? Hello. I've been researching the cost of cigarettes according to state. Georgia, mm-hmm. second cheapest in the nation. Yeah, because we have we have more freedom here. Thanks, Governor Kemp. Yeah, uh, this thanks. was this this was as of 2021, so a couple years old. But uh, 535 in Georgia, Missouri, is uh, the cheapest. Five dollars and twenty one cents now in Georgia. They're nine bucks on average. Really, no, the they, last two did years? they jump that much? Yes. I was trying to look. I I found the this year's ranking. Georgia's still second uh, cheapest, but it doesn't give me the price. Why don't you quit smoking? Why don't you get off well, I'm bed. asking you a oh. question. This is a show where we ask each other questions. It's also an average, by the way, because you're probably they're probably more expensive around the city in the metro area. Yeah, I know a couple of good places to get them cheap. What, is there some guy in the corner? Was he, no. He, he gets them from, uh, no. from Missouri and uh, sells them cheaper? He's got that little drive-up spot. Oddly, yeah. the uh, cheapest place to buy them is at a drugstore that I won't name. Oh, they're, they're the only Not CVS, store. where they yeah. ban selling them. Oh, well, do you hate them for that? Well, I don't know. There's you a lot of things get, they don't sell. You can get sell. oxycotin and There's a uh, lot of things. beer. Oh, not, well, you can get oxycotin <laughs> if it's been prescribed to you. Or if you rob it. You can't, well, okay. Really. It's... But you can get All right, beer and wine. this is what wine. happens. I ask him what he's going to quit smoking. He just, like, he just starts throwing things at the wall. Yeah, I can rob well, them. And quit they, when it's I'm available. ready. I, uh, you're 50-something. Yeah, yeah. When are you going to be ready? I don't know. Hopefully I know, soon. Uh, I know when you're going to be ready. Yeah. Oh, when the biopsy comes in? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as the doctor says, I see a little shadow, and you, I, it's going to be so easy to quit then, you're not even going to think about it. I don't smoke because I'm addicted to nicotine. I smoke because I have crippling anxiety. 
And that's what helps with it. Well, who doesn't have crippling anxiety? Greg Jared. Russ. Greg Russ doesn't smoke. Oh, Jared. Don't go for the public face. Nah. He sits at night at the edge of the bed and cries just as much as the rest of us. 100%. This Jared Yamamoto. Yeah, All sure he does. <laughs> Greg Russ, oh, if anybody's stressed out with anxiety and neuroses, that'll be Greg Russ. He doesn't. Well, he, he eats ice cream. He has a, he has a cigarette I, from time to time. No, no, I haven't had a cigarette in almost 10 years. Yeah. Weren't you one March, of those guys, Greg? March 3rd will be 10 years. Wow, you have a date for it. He still My has goodness. the app showing you how much money he's yeah, I don't even remember what date I got married on. This guy remembers when he... <laughs> I think guy, Neither does my wife, by the way. This guy remembers the day he stopped smoking. He was never much of a smoker. Yes? Doesn't Greg have the amount of seconds since the last time he had a cigarette? I just yeah. said that. Yeah, he has the app. Yeah, that it was the amount of money and the amount of yeah. time. Yeah, I, the, I did have that. I wish I could pull that up, but the app uh, stopped updating. Oh. Like, I guess the developers just abandoned it. But I did. I was tracking for a long time. And I now, hold on here. So you were never much of a smoker, as I recall, unless you were really once you moved to New York City when you weren't around me. Once no, you got, it, it wasn't that Once you got much. away from my patronage. He was a casual smoker. On average, it was only four to six cigarettes a day. If I drank, obviously, that would go up. I was drinking quite a bit when I moved here. But I liked it, and it was still yeah. a difficult thing to quit. I never liked it. It was easy for me. Never liked smoking cigarettes. I did smoke cigarettes probably from about the time I was 16 till about <clears throat> 18 or so because I thought I looked so cool. You probably did. All oh, tall, I would, I would see, Yeah, I'd see myself in like the shop windows as I was walking downtown. Like a leather jacket. I had a leather jacket. I was smoking. I just looked too cool. But the truth is I never, ever ever enjoyed a cigarette. It always turned my stomach and made me want to poop. Basically, that's what oh, would happen. Well, there are that's not benefits. a bad thing. I told, my, I told my father-in-law that, uh, rest in peace, once, and he said, oh, yeah, you got to get through that. Everybody goes through that. you got to muscle through. I never muscled through. And finally, one day, I was like, this is stupid. I'm, this is not worth It's not worth being cool. No. And nothing's cooler than a 55-year-old man smoking. Well, you know, yeah, look how cool that <laughs> out on your driveway. Yes, it is pretty cool. If you can, you have to have the proper dress, though. If you look like a, a slob and you're smoking at 55, then it's not cool. But if Tim, you cleaned up your act a bit, you got a cardigan with elbow patches. Yes, that'd be pretty cool. Maybe a look pipe, professor. Don't you have to like go to the pipe to be uh, kind of cool? I could see Tim rocking a pipe. No, they ruin your teeth. But in terms <laughs> of looking, you cool. well, on them. You no, bite on them? You chew on them in the plastic. They make yeah. your teeth change their shape. Is that true? Yes. Mm. Well, I wouldn't know. Ask just, Sherlock. Is that why everybody had bad teeth back in the old days? Or yeah, is it because the dentistry just hadn't really caught up? There wasn't fluoride in the water yet. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. We had uh, we had crooked teeth, but all the frogs weren't turning gay. Right? Burn That's, in hell, Hitler! That's right. Only That's, by choice. Absolutely. Hey, if a frog decides that he wants to explore the other side, why not? Hey, why not? listen. Why people got to get down on it? Let the frogs be. Burn in hell, Hitler! I'm a tadpole. <laughs> be a tadpole. <laughs> uh, what are you here for, Greg? Oh, Tech Tuesday. It's Tech Tuesday. It's a big story today. Uh, there is a big story. Supreme Google heading Court. to the Supreme Court. Yeah. The Internet Shield Law is at stake, which is also known as Section 230, which gives Internet platforms legal immunity for almost all third-party content hosted on their sites. It could go away. If that goes away, that's a big thing. Now, I, I think that they have a pretty – I think that there's a case here. I don't know if it applies exactly to the case that's coming before the Supreme Court now because this is uh, parents. Uh, they lost their son in the Paris terrorist attacks. Is that the one that happened at the Rock Show 2015 or so, the – Whatever that thing was called, yeah, it was a disco, right? Baklava. It's a. It's just a venue. Like a. It looked to me like it was like a tabernacle type venue, maybe bigger, Fox Theater, maybe a little bit bigger. 
Yeah, so the case is Gonzalez versus Google, and yeah. the plaintiffs allege that YouTube failed to take down some ISIS terrorist videos. Yeah, and, they're uh, not even claiming... recommended them to other users. Yeah, and I think that they're not even necessarily saying that uh, the, the terrorist that killed our son saw one of your videos, but that you gave comfort by uh, promoting them on on your site. Now, here's the thing: Section 230 says that these platforms, Google, Facebook, whatever, they can't be held liable for basically the speech that happens on their platforms. And it's, this is in 1996, so they were thinking kind of like telephones. You can't hold AT&T responsible if somebody has a conversation about abducting somebody else or killing somebody else using the telephone lines, or even today. You can't hold Verizon responsible for that on your cell phone. They're just providing the roadways. It would be like uh, saying, well, it, the, the state's responsible because this murderer used the roadway on the way to go kill the person. But the problem, I think, is once you start curating, is that an act of publishing? Once you start recommendations, now you're promoting certain content. Aren't you a publisher at that point? Because newspapers, uh, remember those things? (laughs) They're just full of stories written by a bunch of different people. But, but those because people are hired, that's they, the different thing that they're leaning on, right? That this is user-generated content. But when the algorithm picks it up and recommends it to somebody, which the algorithm does recommend terrorist videos to people who watch terrorist videos, it's not a person. It's just an algorithm that says, you like this, you might like that. I think once you start curating... Uh, here's a, another example. There, I don't know if it's still around. Somebody look this up. When I was a big-time lefty in the early 90s, I used to read something called the Utney Reader. And the Utney Reader, what they would do is they would scan all the real, really small lefty zines. You know, like if you're in Seattle, like small uh, lefty zines. And then they would take what they thought were the best articles from them, put them into one thing that would be available uh, at a, a bookstore or something, right there next to a bunch of other magazines. I would say that the, by, pu- by culling all those stories together and putting them into their magazine and putting the, a name on it, I think that they were considered publishers and could have been held responsible for anything that was in that magazine. Again, the people who were hired to but they're not hired together yes. at the Utney Reader, they weren't. Right. That, That's what I'm, I'm saying. saying I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying the argument that Google makes is, you know, in something like a traditional publisher, the people are hired and therefore it's considered that they're vetted and the company should be responsible because they're the ones who gave them the power. But if I go and to my Utney Reader thing, certainly they couldn't have vetted every writer. They were taking stories from just from really, other, but, it, but, but tiny, tiny circulation leaflets and stuff from around the country. But the people who selected those, I'm sure the Utney Reader, which is still around, by the way, at this point is leaning on AI. I'm sure there's algorithms that right. select it. But when you were reading it, I have to assume that somebody was tasked with doing that. So while it was other uh, someone else's content, they were choosing, all right, this one is coming into our reading. But uh, uh, these algorithms don't write themselves yet. So human beings that work there that you hired write these algorithms. Yeah, this is why it's difficult. I think once you start curating stuff and you start pushing stuff to the top and pushing other things down, the argument that you're kind of in publishing at this point You're promoting some things over other things. I don't know if this is the right case for it, but I think that there is a case that could come to the Supreme Court that would knock this section down, and that would change 
That would change the internet for good or bad. You know, Greg, it wouldn't be good for Google and Meta, Microsoft. But I do wonder, like, if Section 230 went down from a Supreme Court ruling, that would basically mean no more recommendations. That's the entire TikTok business plan. model. Yeah, model. The it's all based on recommendations. And there's part of me that feels like it would be kind of cool to go back to a chaotic, everything's out there, maybe it's a little more difficult to find things, internet, where you're not constantly being recommended things or articles or people. or I mean, Amazon could still say, hey, you bought a broom, you might want to mop, because there's no, <laughs> there's no controversy there. Get a Swiffer finally, come on. Yeah, upgrade. come on, let's go. But... uh it would be interesting that these, because these companies would begin to collapse. It's completely based on the fact well, that you know every time you watch a YouTube video, hey, make sure you like and subscribe because let the algorithm know and get me out there. Remove all of that. Remove all of that, and you go back to kind of what we thought the internet when people when it first came around. We thought, oh, this is gonna be great. No corporations pushing out. It's also how they keep you watching. If something's not popping up when you're done, I'm not saying that people wouldn't then just jump off. Right. But But it's annoying. Jump off, but then they wouldn't continue on. But yeah, it's not as easy. It's like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about this. And then you click on it and you continue. Yeah, the thing where the YouTube thing doesn't even finish and all of a sudden you got stuff. Hey, here's next. (laughs) Can I finish? Can I finish this thing? Is it why do I have to be thinking about what's next all the time? Well, that maybe, happens everywhere now. You watch regular TV, you get to yeah. the end of the episode, and they're making some point, and it shrinks down to half the, the, the yeah. even a quarter of the size of the screen, and they start the credits and the promo for the next show. It's like, oh, thanks yeah, for and ruining how, the whole message. Yeah, and how about that whole thing where uh, we have to roll the credits? They go so fast in a little teeny box. Yeah, that's the spirit <laughs> of the thing. <laughs> hey, mom, keep watching. I was the uh, second grip. <laughs> Your DVR it real quick. <laughs> you stop. Well, it's really small, like a. I think that it could be damn interesting what the internet would look like without the algorithmic push to go to the next thing. Greg, you going to stick around? You're going to go. I'll stick. I'm glad. Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. What's going on with this video? There's like way too much clearance above my head, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, you could land a plane over here. My goodness. I mean, there's only four people watching, but I think it's, you know, we still have to put out a decent product. But Biden's in Poland, huh? Yeah. I don't know if it was appropriate for him to... He started his speech out, he held up a light bulb and said, Hey, can anybody help me screw this in? I don't know. I know it's a nice person. How do you know the Polish is... How do you tell the groom at a Polish wedding? I don't know, Biden. How? how? He's wearing a clean bowling shirt. See, I know it's an icebreaker, but I don't know if that's the way you want to talk when you're overseas. No joke. I mean, I don't, you joke. you you found this audio. Is this bad? I don't. It's not really bad. It's just he sounds super old. I feel like if Trump did it, though, people would be like, oh, I can't believe you yeah. know what? Why do you have your hands up? I, I just got the blue screen of death, so don't go to that piece of audio. Oh my goodness! Oh, can you send that? To, no. uh, hey, uh, George, can you play it out of Slack, or do you not have the ability to do that? I don't know if it's bad. Hey, Greg Russ is still with us. Hi, Greg. Is Autumn back? Uh, she is not back yet. Okay. Something happened what with her kids. What is going on today? Well, you know, I got, I'm like a maestro. People don't understand. You know, I have to uh, keep this whole thing going. Sometimes Autumn has to go deal with something. 
from school. We're looking to play this latest video in the Slack channel. Yeah, it's Joe Biden sitting around in Poland. Uh, I don't know that this is bad. It's just funny. But I think if Trump did it, people would be like, can you imagine saying such a thing? I was, uh, as a young man, I was uh, born in a coal town of Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, in an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Then when coal died, we moved down to Delaware, to a town called Claymont, Delaware, which was a working-class town. Free And uh, But everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious. My name didn't end in an SKI or an O. Um, but all kidding aside, the connection between, yeah, okay. I was telling the, the president, the pride. That was that was a joke, right? You used to say no joke, but that was a joke. No, right? no, no. Because I, I grew up in uh, uh, Southern Pennsylvania and all the Polacks moved there. Hey, hey, but, uh, uh, President Biden, uh, you're in Poland. You can't say a, that. Was a, a wop. You can't. Uh, no, you can, but, uh, Mr. President. That's Wake probably, up! Man, you sound really tired, man. Was that flight a long? That was a long yeah, flight. The for time you. difference. Give yeah. me a break. Oh, what it's is just that? in Ukraine? Did you hear that? that there's Ten a, hours there's, difference. There's a reporter in Kiev that's been in Kiev for Kiev. A, a very Kiev. Oh, uh, been a reporter, and he's been there. He's that's he's stationed there, right? He claimed that there hasn't been a siren that's gone off in Kiev in weeks, and it just happened to go off as Biden was. Like, has anybody checked that? Was there anything incoming? <laughs> was that a real thing? How much of this is being staged? Well, they told Russia that he was going to be there, so they're obviously well, they not had gonna, to. Yeah, but they're not going to launch a missile. If right, they know he's yeah. there. They had to. I mean, I, they, they better have. That's all I have to say is that these these leaders are idiots. But if they didn't work it out that hey, President of the United States is going to be in Kiev from yeah. this time to that time, they would be idiots. Uh, <clears throat> Here's that moment, by the way. This is CNN's Alex. Markhart, I believe is how you say his last name, and then yeah, and then here's here's him talking about that. Uh, you got the. I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev, as as Clarissa was was just mentioning. Yeah, you know what, Greg? Maybe I make too much out of this, but it just makes me go, how much how, how much is being staged here? Like, did Zelensky say, yeah, when we get in the middle of the square, hit the sirens. Cue the sirens. We have Volodymyr right here. He's, He's everywhere his carrier, Mr. Yeah. President Biden. Please give me more money before the whistles go off. Only a few people in the audience will get this, but uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, could you just say, pull the string? Pull the string. <laughs> That worked for me. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Do you have any money? No, I'm sorry. I'm broke. I gave you all my, all I the money that I have. You misplaced my wallet. Yeah. Yeah. So if you keep looking, there should be like, uh, I don't know, $460 million from just a couple of days ago oh, laying around. I don't see it anymore. Mm. I'll pay you back. Greg Russ. <laughs> he's me. 20 years ago. Can you buy he's my like, Chick-fil-A? He's like a world leader <laughs> who like has to couch surf. Can crash in your dacha. Hello? Hey, is the Remember when uh Ukrainian phone? <laughs> I, wonder, yes. I wonder I wonder how much uh, how good of a guest he is when he's couch surfing. I think of remember Julian Assange when he was staying at people's places. Yeah. There were stories of him not flushing the toilet. Like yeah, I don't know. You know, I gotta say it. You're out of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I have really with the Julian Assange thing, I don't believe anything that's put out there because there's so 
I, I've come around to that one. There's no reason this guy shouldn't be a free person walking around. Reporters do not give a damn about this guy. There's no rallies for him at all from the point of view of reporters. So I don't know. Maybe he was a bad house guest. How long was he in that? What was it? The El Salvador? Uh, Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian. He was, he was in that embassy for years. In London, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And, uh, I, you know, I imagine if you're somewhere for three, four years and you're supposed to be a guest. Where is he now? In jail? He's jail. in jail. He's yeah. in jail. Um, and I don't. What, he's, a, he's a jerk, but that's not mutually exclusive of whether or not he should be free or not. Well, it's, I mean, I, I think that the mistake that was made from the very beginning is I think he should have come here if they wanted to put him on trial. I think he would have won. I do think he would have won because his case seems a lot like the Pentagon Papers. You know, that was illegal, too. But the New York Times, you know, the publisher of the New York Times was not arrested because they have a right to publish information, you know, that they get. Is Julian Assange the same thing at uh, WikiLeaks? Is the question? He didn't he steal the, the information. Other he didn't steal. Did. Now they, they are making. They him. make some sort of. Uh, uh, they make some sort of allusion. Now, he was the. I think he was the uh, Chelsea. What's uh, Chelsea Manning? Uh, got the the he, stuff that he helped her steal it. He didn't steal it for her, but he now that's what. To. Now is there proof of that? That's from what I understand. That's, that's why what, he's in jail. Because there's a there's a there's a. There's a fine line there, but it is, it's, it's not red. It's gray. So what they have to prove is that he did more than the average journalist would do with any anonymous source with anything. So if he, yeah, if he stepped over that line and basically taught Chelsea Manning how to steal the material, then you're getting outside of the publisher. If he said, listen, make sure that you don't leave any, uh, anything behind that you can be identified by, or so if he see what I'm saying if he was if if Julian Assange was saying to Chelsea Manning uh, uh giving tips about how not to leave evidence behind I think other journalists do that a lot with their sources even though it's not this necessarily so whatever Julian Assange did it would have to go above and beyond what publishers normally do when they take information essentially that has been stolen but that they decide is in the public it's for the public good that the public find out. I don't know where his so. case stands. So he was in that embassy for well, seven no. years. And then seven years. Seven Ooh. years. And then he in went through three cats. <laughs> and in twenty nineteen he was arrested, charged with conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. And that crime only carries a maximum five year sentence. So we're approaching the five years on that one. Right. I know there's other charges against him, but has well, that the, progressed at the all? The deal is extradition, which why hasn't he? I, I feel like uh, he's, they've. He's appealed it. Oh, he's appealing the extradition. So in, is, is he still in England? He's still in England. So uh, he has appealed the extradition, but England has said we will extradite him to the United States. It's been approved, but he's now appealing. Yeah. The question is, can he get a fair trial in the United States? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe if he'd been a rapper, Trump would have pardoned him. That's exactly correct. Oh, I know, man. <laughs> he could have. He had seven years to work on his game over there. He should have started rapping. That's right. And then uh, he would have been an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. He likes me. I'll pardon him. These uh, these reporters do, do not give a damn about him. Like, you would think that reporters, there would be like some section of reporters who feel like they have to stand up for his rights to publish material. But none of them do. Reporters don't give a damn about anything. They don't care about Salman Rushdie. Hey, he didn't, he didn't try to kill me. It's fine. No motive. Yeah, that's what that's what I heard driving in one day. 
after <laughs> after Salman <laughs> Rushdie was nearly murdered. Uh, police have found no motive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he owed her money. It's a possibility. Before I heard the story, I thought I knew exactly what the motive was. But maybe I'm just a hater. Maybe Salman Rushdie took his eye, so eye for an eye. That's exactly right. It was biblical all along. It seems to me that justice has been done here. You're not a hater, Eric. People have progressed in their views. You're just ignorant. It's not your fault. You need to put in the time to learn and become a little more self-aware. Are you saying it's possible for me to be educated out of my ignorance? Yes. You're not choosing to hate. It's just the way the society raised you. Well, sign me up for the next struggle session. Does George Clark have access to the in-house ads that we have for the shows? Uh, I don't think so. You know he what? does. Uh, no, Jared's he does. Just Jared just doesn't want it to happen. <laughs> He's, He's afraid. No, no. I don't think so. No, he Jared, does. it'll be me who loses my job. Promos, you, you mean. You live forever. Yeah, the promos. Yeah. The, I, I, I was driving in this morning, and I heard one for this show. I couldn't even hear. I didn't even know what the hell I was saying in it. I mean, I could, I could not hear it. I could not hear me in it. And it's about the Von Hessler Doctrine. And I know that, like, just out of like intuition, I know. I think I'm supposed. That's supposed to be me talking about something. Like I, but without any, honestly, <laughs> I used to wear. It's like hitting on somebody who doesn't want it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to be this thing right here, but it's not. Hi, I'll just, well, it's not there. Eventually, I think. Well, no, no. You're, you're pretty, persistent. You're pretty shock jockey today. No, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. If you're persistent, Tim Andrews. I saw the movies. Hot takes. That's uh, hey. I was watching Rocky the other day, and when yeah. he brings Adrian over, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> he does <laughs> say, "You don't. I'm going to kiss you. You don't have to kiss me back if you don't want." And it's like, oh, you're kind of giving her the choice, but you also have her cornered. Like, yeah, she's in the corner of the room. He's holding the door closed. You're talking about the first one yeah, after the first they go one. to the uh, skating rink yes. and they come back you. home. She yes. didn't know what she wanted. When well, I she first was, saw that, yeah. I felt the same way. I was like, I don't know yeah. if she's enjoying it. Now, here's the thing. By the time you saw it, you got to remember, I saw it when nobody knew who Sylvester Stallone was. I nobody saw it. Knew, nobody knew that theme. I think about I, yeah, that I, whole I saw movie. It. I saw it at the theater in 1976, I think it came out, 75, yeah. 76. And I, I saw it at the theater. And it was, it was a an experience, I think, that probably would be impossible now because it was like – Sylvester Stallone didn't have an image. He didn't know who he was. It was the first time. So I think by the time you saw it, Autumn, it's like, ah, that creepy Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I don't no, know I didn't that know guy. about him. I mean, my wife hates him. You mean the movie with the penguin in it? My wife hates him. <laughs> I tried to get my wife to watch Creed, and she's like, no, that stupid face. Oh. She doesn't like looking at his face. She's Why? Like, What's it based do, on? Do, do, do. This is what she sees. <laughs> Did she say like, I, can't, a- I, can't, I can't get around it with it. There's nothing we can do. Your wife That's says a she shame. Has- what? Uh, she has a he has a punchable face, right? Is what your yeah, wife Yeah, she's said. just like we got a stupid face. I gotta look at that stupid. Dun, 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 dun. That's what my wife thinks is Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> it's a shame, but she's Miss Creed's a good movie. I that's so what Cobra. I try to say. Well, come on, let's not let's not push it. It was oh, over the top. Over let's the top. Push it. Brilliant film about arm wrestling. Yeah, you you know he thought that. Uh, what was the other one? Yeah, Cobra was the one where he thought I'll get a third franchise going because he had that he had the. Uh, um, uh, Rocky thing was going. Rocky, into, Rambo. Rambo. You know, okay, I get Cobra going. Cobra was a, a hair, Dirty Harry type yeah, of guy. Yeah, it went nowhere. Yeah, that must have been a horrible. I'm the cure. Yeah, I never, I never saw that one. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Nighthawks was good. You ever seen Nighthawks with Billy D. Williams? They're cops. Uh, no. I saw Copland. 
That's a good movie. And Sylvester, there's a weight. scene. There's a scene between Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro, and contrary to what anybody would think going into that scene, Stallone acts circles around De Niro. That was a paycheck for De Niro. That movie. What movie wasn't? I was thinking about De Niro. Really, if, you take, if you take away Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, you've just got a guy who's been an actor for a long time. Oh, come on, Joker, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. His <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> the worst stupidest casting. casting ever. <laughs> I understand why they wanted him in the movie, because it was a little bit of a nod to Taxi Driver, yeah, yeah. but not as the host. Yeah, he reminds me of Jimmy Fallon or Johnny Carson. <laughs> the worst. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Or even Letterman, they could have had, they could have gotten Letterman to do it, pay him to do it. Oh, and then you, then you see him get. Oh, spoiler alert! Well, that happens. Doesn't yeah. end well for the host. That happens in the Dark Knight comic book that that scene's based off of. Oh, okay. Well, I, d- I wouldn't know that because I'm a grown adult. I was 14 when that came out. Well, so. Okay, all right. Okay, don't get defensive. <gasps> I was 14 when it came out, but when did you read it? Yeah, yeah. When it came out. Okay. Okay. You collect any comic books now as a man in his 50s? Just playing into the ape stuff. Your Honor, I rest. Don't take out of the dust cover. I no, I, I'm not. What re- is this? I read them. I don't keep them in a, bl- a bag. You still read comic books? <laughs> yeah, they're called funny books. <laughs> that yeah. sounded like sarcasm. I get sounded like sarcasm to me. I don't, <laughs> my favorite I don't. is Casper. Yeah. You get three of them for a dollar. That's all I would read when I was a kid. I couldn't stand I like the Archie's. Real comic books. Yeah, that's those what ones I would read. you get at the grocery store line. Yeah. Archie's too serious now. They're Oh yeah, they're sex ha- with each other. They're handling all. They're going to all the cultural yeah. issues. Yeah, the guy who created Archie's dead. So. Archie's uh, referred to as they now. <laughs> oh, we didn't mention, by the way, Jughead's we a woman. When we were running through Stallone's <laughs> filmography, head. stop or my mom will shoot. Yes, that's a funny movie. Is Estelle Getty? Uh huh. Yes, hilarious and everything. Hey, you wanted to go to girls? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever find that George Clark? I'm feeling like you. Jerry you, told me not to look. Uh, did you see the new one? <laughs> I'm your boss, not uh, actually. I'm not your boss, but the, I'm the closest thing here to your boss. <laughs> Certainly, I have ranking over Jared Yamamoto for a few days. I, I just want uh, maybe it's my years. I'm getting older, and there are frequencies that I just don't hear anymore. Maybe you hear I mean, too when many uh, when uh, when in, in a day in the life where uh, Paul wakes up, I, can, I can't even hear that alarm clock anymore. Do you hear the chair? It's gone. Do you it's hear gone. the chair? Is that true? Yeah, about- it's true. I, can, I can't hear the alarm clock. How about Whoa. the chair at the end of the song that creaks? I can hear that. Okay. I can hear that. Because that's a low frequency, right? Yeah. Kind yeah. of dragging a chair across the floor. That's too incredible. busy reading comic books. But though. no, I can, it's barely there. Wow. Now, as you get older, you lose parts of Sergeant Pepper's. <laughs> It's one of, the, one of the things that get old. You nope. completely lose She's Leaving Home. <laughs> wow, they could, could have left that one off the album yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Now, with you listening to frequencies at night when you sleep, are you worried that that's deteriorating your other frequencies? Uh, no, I don't know. I, I don't no, know. No, it's years of listening to your headphones way too loud. Yes. Yeah, that's, that was those, those years were shot by the oh, time yeah. when I was you plug 14. In, when you plug in behind Eric Von Hessler, the volume level's always at like 10 out of 10. It's like, whoa! Yeah, and imagine when I first started listening to music on headphones, it was like those closed cans, like those big, like something like maybe Don Imus would wear in 1975, <laughs> big cans, and big, I mean, no sound could escape, and I'm up to like eight. I can We're, find it and uh, play it when we get back. How about that? Uh, well, hey, well, George. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a tease a, right hey, there, George Clark. Well, George, that's right. I knew there was a reason I brought you aboard. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not trying to cause trouble here. Just that it's supposed to promote, promote me, and I couldn't hear me in the promotion. First of all, I am outraged. 
they have uh, broken into the view just because Joe Biden's going to give a speech in Poland. They're dueling speeches. Like uh, Putin gave his speech earlier. He pulled out of the START treaty, the last uh, nuclear treaty he was still in with us. And uh, now Biden's got to have, he's going to duel him. He's going to have his dueling speeches over there in Poland. Look at this pomp and circumstance in Poland. Look at this set there. They have the uh, Ukrainian flag backdrop. Yeah, everything is, yeah, look at this pomp and circumstance. This is what, uh, by the way, if I could figure out how to see the new version of All Quiet on the Western Front, I would. But for some reason... When I try to watch it, is it on HBO Max? I'm trying. I can't remember yeah, what. It's on yeah. HBO Max. It's just it won't let me watch it. It's in German, right? The I, people I are speaking in yet. German. I, I, it's it, on Netflix and it is in German. Right, but I can't watch it like just a regular foreign film where the people are speaking German and then I get subtitles. I get closed caption, wind rustling. I don't want to see wind. I don't want descriptions. And then the other alternative was to watch the, uh, make it, it looks like a kung fu movie. Oh, what is dubbed? Where they dub the voices <laughs> in. Ha ha! Kaiser! But <laughs> the book's one of the greatest books I've ever read in my life. The movie they made in the 30s is unbelievable. And the 10 or 15 minutes of this that I could handle with the dubbing looked amazing. But this pomp and circumstance that you see right here, that's what All Quiet on the Western Front is all about. Look at the glamour, the wonderfulness of going to war. Isn't it wonderful? And then you go, and you're sitting on a battlefield, you know, full of uh, mustard gas, and your eyeballs are burning out. And this is exactly what that is about. This, this, this pomp and circumstance, and isn't it wonderful? Hey, let's just be at war forever, however long it takes. Mission accomplished. It's a good thing, isn't it? War is always a good thing, isn't it? War is good. We're doing what? What's going on back here? I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on. We are going to take the Biden speech here in just a few minutes. All so we're right, ladies and gentlemen, here. I've just set you up for it. Pomp, some circumstance. So as soon as he starts speaking, oh, we'll break it. Oh, yeah. We'll so we're Poland. Gone. And remember this. It's a good thing, folks. It's a good thing. I think, let's send more weapons over there so human beings can be hanging out of tanks with their tongues and their eyeballs going a different direction. Just us. wait till they get the jets. Oh, here he comes. I'm going to get out of your way, President Joe Biden. Why don't you go tell us why we should be in this war forever and ever and ever? It's a great thing. I'm going to go to Joe Biden. I think. He's about to speak. We ready? Kielbasa. Get some pierogies. All right. I'm, I'm throwing it over to uh, the newsroom. Welcome to the podcast 30. We're a little bit early because uh, President Warface. Hey. Hey, ha, ha, ha. Hey, ha, ha. <laughs> hey, how are you? Like the Native Americans used to do a war dance. <laughs> War's fun. Ukraine. We having fun yet? <laughs> oh, it's fun to be in war and killing people, and we're going to keep doing it for... It doesn't matter, man. It's war machine. Keep Russia. President Putin shouldn't be deciding what goes on over here. We should. President, United States. President Putin himself walked into Ukraine, grabbed a baby, ripped a tit up, and drank his blood. <laughs> <laughs> we can't put up with that, folks. No. For more than 75 years, yeah. we're at risk of being shattered. Brr. One year ago, oh God! The world was bracing for the fall of Kiev. 
No, they well, I've just come from a visit to Keith. Oh, I yeah? Keith stands strong. What? <laughs> Wait, stop that right there. Stop that right there. What? They're doing better than ever in Keith. I, I fucking had, knew it. I had never. no idea. It's never been better in Keith than it is now. In fact, now you get the best chicken Kiev in Keith. I went around and said, I'm going to try to order, and they wouldn't get it. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wow. So I just could I was watching that and just... Ugh. Yeah. Just, uh, autocrats, and they're going to be in. I found that guy from Burisma who was investigating Burisma and found him, and I said, Zelensky had him by his shirt collar, and I pissed in his face. <laughs> <laughs> NATO needs to run the world. Folks. NATO. NATO. Thank you, Mr. President. Zelensky. You're very, very great for the whole world. <laughs> oh, well, it's just a world of, uh, what is, what's the Twin Peaks line? Uh, it's a world full of truck drivers. I'm not yeah, exactly they can't sure. use their debit cards. <laughs> you know that line at the very beginning of The Return? Yep. He says, Beulah, get yourself better security or whatever because yeah. the guy at the door with the gun when he gets there and he just like knocks him out and he's sitting there and he's bleeding on the floor and Beulah get yourself some better security and she goes it's a world full of truck drivers <laughs> no idea what that means and I won't rest until we find out who killed Laura Palmer Putin Seth Rich the world was bracing for the fall of Key bracing well, I've just come from a visit to Keith, and I can report Keith stands strong. Never been better. <laughs> Citizens say that their life has never been better than it is today in Kiev. <laughs> they love it. They love not having power half of the day. Yeah. Drinking water out of puddles in the street. Yeah. It's great. Folks, we got Bono. We, we got to keep doing Bono shows up, plays a little song. We don't stop Putin now. He's going to invade Iceland. <laughs> and Greenland. And Greenland. And it's Trump. In the world. As I was watching his speech, I swear to God, for the first time, and I don't care what anybody thinks, I just said out loud, I don't give a fuck about Ukraine. <laughs> I, don't. I don't. I mean, I wish everybody well. I want people to, but I don't think this is, I don't think this is good. I don't think it's working out well, but, you know, perhaps I'll be shown wrong. I care more about Odessa, New York, than I do Odessa, Ukraine. Yeah. How about right well, here at home, pal? Well, Odessa, the, the group, they're phenomenal. Well, there was a girl I used to like from Odessa, New York, who wore a back brace, and I used to see her every year at the Jerry Lewis Telethon. Wow. Oh, nice. Wow. I thought, hey, she wears a back brace. First she might all, go out with me. You used to attend the Jerry Lewis <laughs> Telethon? I answered phones oh. for WENY. Well, he had no idea the criminals. He had uh, pretended to be nice. On the phones. Tim Andrews. Yeah, I left somebody chained up in my basement to come here and answer (laughs) phones, try to do what we can to to, this horrible scourge of muscular dystrophy. Thank you for calling WEY. My name is Tim. All right, here's one reason you were doing that, because every once in a while you'd be seen on TV. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah. (laughs) And they had free Dunkin' Unlimited Pudgies and Dunkin' Donuts in the... Uh, oh, man, what a perk. Was this yeah. So you're in Mansfield? It was in Elmira, New York. We okay, collected money. Okay, what's the closest... Clo- what's the closest media market? It was Elmira, New York. They had... W- they have their own stations? They have three. F- television? Yeah. NBC, ABC, and the CBS they share with Binghamton. <laughs> Binghamton. 
I did stand up at a Holiday Inn in Binghamton. Did you? Yeah, down there on Water Street or something. Yeah, that's a nice town. Ooh, it was. Hey, uh, Elmira is uh, ranked number two twenty-five media yeah. market. But I got paid. I found out a couple weeks later. Some friends of mine they they worked there, and uh, the guy didn't have any money, and uh, one. So my friend told me that it's a couple of all the people working there I knew, and so he said, "Listen, I don't have any money, but you can take whatever you want from the bar." And one of my buddies said, I'll take the blender. That's <laughs> <laughs> smart. That's, that's a that's teach me how to fish. Exactly. That's something I'm going to have longer than a bottle of hooch. Yeah. Bottle of hooch. Smart. Hey, how about don't book the comedians if you can't pay them? How about that? Hey, folks. No joke. Folks, you no got to pay these comedians. Folks. They're not doing it for free. They're doing it for a blender. A blender. They joke. I don't joke. Don't you remember the video I showed you of... Uh, Jeff Leboff and I. Two girls in one cup? No, I've showed oh. you that before. Yeah. Classic. From the WENY Classic. Telethon. It's on TCM, I think, this mm-hmm. weekend. Yes. We're making faces the whole time, and I have a copy of it. We're just, oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, we're just like being So you goofy. and your buddy Jeff, what are you, like 13 or something? Uh, 15, maybe. Yeah. 16. You're making faces. Yeah, on TV. You're trying to- He's uh, trying to make me laugh, so I lose it on TV, which worked. <laughs> right. You guys. <laughs> you Going guys. all the way back to Elmira. Steve Christie, WNY. How much money do we have here? Let's go to our tote board. $6,000 we're going to be sending. Was that his name, Steve Christie? Steve Christie, yeah. He was also a kicker for the Buffalo Bills. Well, he was the weatherman for yeah. WNY radio and TV. <laughs> the other yeah. guy's name was Carl Proper. Hi, I'm Carl Proper. <laughs> Proper. The guy who kind of knew somebody? or Yeah, you'd see him at the Ironhead Mall wearing makeup in the middle of the day. Was he an anchor? Yeah, Carl Proper. All right, people, you think that this is where I wanted to land? L fucking Myra, New York? Give me a break. He replaced Bruce Bruce Flaherty, the last guy that would read the news. You'd watch Channel 18 News. Hand shaking. (laughs) Earlier, there was a traffic jam on the Clement Center Parkway. We were at a parade in uh, Rochester, and uh, the guy who was the, uh, you know, the Walter Cronkite of the town comes by. His name is Dick Burt. And, Dick uh, Burt. Yeah, that was his name. I had nothing yeah. against him. Great news name. It is great news name. You know, he'd been doing it since like the 60s. Somewhere at this, I can't remember what parade it was. It's probably 1986 or something like that. Sesquicentennial. And my brother, uh, my brother, my friend, uh, might as well have been a brother, uh, Mark Cooper, Aww. rest in peace. Uh, going by on a convertible, you know, sitting on the back. My buddy goes, look at old Dick. <laughs> what did Dick do? He pretended not to hear. He's a professional, for heaven's sakes. I he jumped out of that car, I came over, and took him by. <laughs> Barbara Bush almost took me by the. She did? Why would you yell at her? I didn't yell anything. Like an old bar. The people I'm with, she came to Midtown Mall in Rochester. And we were for Dukakis because we were oh. lefty douchebags. Man. And, uh, did, did he win a So state? we showed up to counter, counter protest. And then they had all these. And so one of these guys, this is how bad you are. Me and my friends go kind of half on a lark, right? And we're in the section of people who are anti-first Bush. And before Barbara Bush shows up, one of the people that I didn't know, but they had a sign, and then one of the Republicans goes, uh, hey, not for nothing, but uh, you spelled his name wrong. Like, it was because it was uh, Dukakis Benson. But Benson was spelled B-E-N-T-S-E-N, and somebody had spelled it like it was like that guy from the TV show, (laughs) B-E-N-S-O-N. Now, that is, before the whole thing even starts, the people that you're against feel sorry for you. Hey, man, not not for nothing, but the the name spelled. 
Like, you don't know how to spell your own candidate's name. I know how to spell your candidate's name. You don't. So there was some humiliation there because we were next to these people. And then Barbara Bush walked in. And once somebody yelled something. I don't think it was terrible, but it wasn't like, you know, physical appearance or anything. But it was something about her husband. And she stopped. And she turned. And she pointed at us. Gave us the eye. Gave us the eye. Gave us the Barbara Bush eye. And those bulging eyes, Yeah, she went, oh. And then it's like, it, it was such a mother thing, like, okay, that's enough. You know? <laughs> Did you guys say, okay. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. The guy said, it wasn't me yelling. I'm not a rude person. I never have been. You've never been a heckler? Hey, I'm, i got to get a white um, suit coat because to make Autumn's Day, I really want this outfit to be topped by <laughs> this, uh, wow. this white hat. <laughs> Are you surrendering? I'm surrendering <laughs> all of my manhood. Yes, yeah, spiritually. To the universe. Spiritually, you're surrendering by David wearing in the, all white. David in the chat room said, uh, just watched a live version of Moody Blues, Nights in White Satin. I'm guessing Eric did, too. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell yeah. that this is, I don't think it's really it's satin. It's your blouse. It's not really satin. It's not silk, or it would smell. It's not silk. It's just it's some sort of petroleum product. <laughs> I have no idea. Yes, look. Where'd you get that shiny shirt? I, I bought it at a place called Amazon. Oh, you sometimes go, I just go, I just look that. through Amazon sometimes and go, oh, that's The wacky. bookstore? Yeah, the bookstore. Yeah, you know, it's like now. Barnes and Noble, and that's oh, pretty freaking cool. You can get Sometimes. a dildo there too. So I just got a bunch of hats and stuff. I'm like, okay, I got a hat, and I got to get an outfit that goes with the hat. But there were no suit coats. To look. Yeah, don't look at the chat. I got to get a white. I don't care. I know you don't care. I'm, no, saying, I'm, don't I'm assuming people are. Keith you says know. you have the Tom Wolf look. Which that's I know right. That you don't know like what that is. Like I don't know what that is. Because you 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 don't know the person who uh, writes such great f- books as Bonfires of the Vanities or the one about Georgia, A Man in Full. That's how I knew where I was coming. When I moved to Georgia in 1998, Tom Wolfe's A Man in Full had just come out, and I read it just as I came into the state of Georgia. And I uh, it opens up, and uh, this guy is caught in traffic during Freaknik. Mm. It's a great book. A lot of fun. That happened to me. Did it happen to you? No, it didn't happen to me. It was fun. Was Watching fun? people have sex in the back of a pickup. When is that not fun? <laughs> when is that not yeah, fun? Yeah, come on now. Of course that's fun. You need Freaknik for that. I was, I no. Anybody, anybody no. want some ice cream? <laughs> I'm the good humor. I'm the silky humor guy. Uh, J.W. Fackler says, wearing that before Memorial Day? Shame. I heard the rules changed. There are no it rules. Is. Yeah. They have changed. There's Thank no you. rules anymore. You wear what you like. Who decided there were rules, and then who decided there weren't rules? Was Emily there a, Post. Oh, okay. Was there a parliament of sorts? Bitch. People yeah. decided they got together. <laughs> you know what? I you think, can't wear white. Does anybody say to Elton John, those glasses look ridiculous? No. <laughs> Not if they, they don't, don't want to get their ass kicked. That's right. Because he <laughs> is an ass. He will, <laughs> he will fight at the drop of a hairpiece. Yeah. Tammy says, EVH looking like he's a mob guy. Yeah, there is that. There is that. Well, he's not hey, wearing a bowling what shirt. Are you, what are you? What are you? What are you? Yay! Yay! Day. Day. Are you going to make fun of my shirt? I had a hat, I had a who. Why is it so hard to do an impression of Tony Soprano, who's dead? Because I never matter. watched it. That's I never did. Me. I, never I can't do it. it. There's yeah. Very few people can do it. Because uh, it's real nasally, but it's also like. Oh, he had a little breathy. bit of a lisp. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was good, Tim. That was close. 
Tim's trying to get Ron DeSantis down, who, strangely enough, has a kind of a whiny. Uh, yeah. It's a little nasally. It's a little, yeah, nasally, it's a little up yeah. here. It's a little up here. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Ducks in a pool. You can make. I can't, I'm sorry. Yeah. But my no, mother. Go ahead. Do you want to take him on? No, no George, take him on. My mother you know, and inspires I have, me to try. I know. My mother and, and I don't get along very. See, that's not good. Well, that's because you're just going into a De Niro. My mother. Ugh, man, I really feel like I'll be able to. And Christopher just... Columbus is a hero in this house. Yeah. <laughs> End the story. Hey, spoilers. I've End never seen one single episode. You'd love that episode. They get uh-huh. all pissed off about Columbus Day. <laughs> they go to this Indian guy's house, and he has a poster of Jay Silverheels, and it's it's uh, Joey Pantaloni, uh-huh. Pantoliano, and he goes, He's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know this? <laughs> Yeah, he was Italian. And uh, I heard that guy, uh, the who, who's the guy that played the Lone Ranger? Oh, that was Jay Silverheels was Tonto, yeah. But who who is the who A is favor the of Donald Lone Trump, Ranger? right? The Lone Ranger. Clayton. Clay, uh, Clay, Clayton Moore? Clayton Moore. Uh, I heard that toward the end he was like, like he believed that he was the Lone Ranger. Well, he, yeah. He, like if you, if you hired him to open the supermarket or something, like he never broke character. He wasn't allowed to wear the mask. When the movie came out in the early 80s, he had to switch to wearing big black sunglasses. Oh, like Yoko glasses? No, they were big, like yeah. old guy, like, like you know, your old man at the beach. <laughs> Keep the rays out. He had to wear these sunglasses. You'd oh, like he went to the opt, opt, whatever the. Yeah, opt, he could wear the ophthalmologist. Hat, the, the kerchief. Opta. Did you have the, the uh, dolls, the. The uh, Lone Ranger and Tonto dolls. Why are you asking? Are you, are I you had suggesting them. I something about me era. that I would have? A, you had I had no, no, I had no dolls. They didn't have no the, dolls. The, it wasn't from our era. It's just that we would see them on Saturday TV or something. Well, they brought they the toys were from our era, right? Yeah, I never, no, I never liked uh, figurines or dolls. It wasn't much you could do with them after you put a oh, yeah, firecracker right. up their ass and blew it up. The GI Joe guy make an never, adventure. Never got into it. Oh, I was never one of these people. Well, what do you think, Mister? I was never one of those people. Like I just dolls. What can you do with them? Yeah, me either. I, I didn't play with them. Oh, I made wow. them. I made them. I love the fact that they were yeah. they were called uh, they they wouldn't call <laughs> action G. figures they wouldn't call GI Joe when it was a fucking doll yeah because <laughs> it's for boys it's an action figure my granddad didn't buy that well you got to play with dolls <laughs> Timmy <laughs> now cars and stuff you could do stuff with them you could you can set them up run a race you cars? can go yeah cars I like the cars. cars cars get on you a could throw uh, them at your dad <laughs> <laughs> at the dog those are your memories not his. That's true. So remember, uh, you used to throw the car at the dogs. No, no. Leave me alone. No, Get 20, back in your wheelchair. Twenty-three years old. No, 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 no. Why don't you move out of the house, pal? Well, you'll be dead in a he week. He can stay as long as he wants, as long as he can drive me to and from my Medicare. All your health care visits. Yes, uh, and you're gonna be one for it too. Let me tell you. Pills, pills, pills. <laughs> Gills pill. You are gonna be a mess. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm just going to die. You think he's just going to die like that? Yep. I don't think so. Tim strikes me as somebody that's going to live to well, be Well, he's like, got that white trash. I'm uh, not going to linger and suffer. I, I, I will eat a I bullet. Think, I think you're going <laughs> to. Oh, <laughs> but you just, you know, do a Kevorkian. Let's go to Oregon. Oregon? Oh, yeah. yeah or go to Canada. I have a headache. Oh, we better plug <laughs> him in. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how quick they make it happen? Oh, in Canada? You can, you can say I'm depressed uh, and they'll got, kill you. Got a little, like, I rolled my ankle. Put him down. Kill him. I've got a little paperwork to do, but other than that. Call you now. What? They're going to end suicide. They're going to end suicide. That's their goal. Oh, oh, my. We'll kill you first. Okay, well, that's one way to end it. We need more room for immigrants. Yes. Less people on the uh, national 
health insurance. Yes. Tim's going to be 97. I'm calling it now. What? I'm happy with that. No if way. I'm William yeah. Shatner, man. There's no yeah. way. Shit, yeah. that guy. I, I don't know why, but I just feel like he's got the You think the he's going to He would outlive you, maybe. Yeah, probably. Oh, no, believe me, my counteracting genes. Like, Boy, my, that would be hilarious. My, if, he, if he's the Keith Richards of uh, uh Tim's at show. Jared's funeral. My, my <laughs> grandma lived to be 95. Her aunts lived to be a hundred and one lived to be a hundred and four. One lived to be ninety nine. Boy, that is the whole thing. But that uh, that white trash. Uh, they were energy. white trash. Well, I mean, they came from no. Your his family. mom's no, side was white trash. No, not that. Just my mother. That was oh, it. just your mom. She she oh, was the not me. I am the product. She of, was the breakaway. I am the product of generations of white trash. So you might live long. I'm too. the most successful. Think it like for you in the history of the family name, Eric. For you in I think, America, I think it's going to be like ninety or ninety one for you. Probably. What? Yeah. I'm not going to live that yes, long. Yes, you are. I'm not going to. Germans s- don't live long. I won't live to see 77, <laughs> I don't think. What? 77? No, you're definitely no, going to yeah, pass that. Yeah, you'll be nah. fine. That's going to come up way sooner than you think. And then you're going to be 75. Well, so you're like, wow, I thought 77 was the end. That's dumb. It's funny. Yesterday, I'll get to 77 and say, is, this, is that all there is? <laughs> my wife is said. That, uh, was this a circus? Uh, 70, <laughs> it was uh, Richard Belzer was 78. And she said, well, that's young. And I went, really? Yeah, no, when did 78 young. become young? What, what age do people, do men usually die? I think it's a lot 72. younger than people think. Because we hear these young. stories about, no, not as an average. Average age. You know, you got to throw in all the because I, I heard that it's kind of bullshit that we all think that there was seventy four point five. All right, there was so in the U.S. So if I say I'm not going to make it to seventy seven, <laughs> we're talking two or three years past the average. Uh, but the, you got to remember that's people who've been hit by buses, fell off, you know, died when they were in uh, infants, um, didn't get their booster. We exactly we got their booster. Have been sold by <laughs> 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 We've been sold a uh, bill of goods, this idea we go around thinking that there was this time where everybody died by the time they were 40. That's not true. What happened was there was a lot of uh, what had happened was. What had happened was there was was lots of people that died early, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, if (laughs) If you made it to be like 10 years old, then you kind of had. A lifespan that would go into the sixties and, and everything, but well, yeah, like so Queens many had like ten kids, yeah, and, and only four of them lived. Right, it's at the very beginning of this exhaustive Beatles book that I read called Tune In. Um, it goes over. It kind of starts in the seventeen hundreds. It kind of kind of the, the uh, yeah the genealogy of how each the of their families. Of the you got to remember the story. You know, all four of these people come from basically within. A few miles of each other. So it starts out with how all the families got there. And if there are listings, I mean, if you just look at the first few pages of the book, it lists how many children were born to each of these families and how many died. And it's amazing. Each one of them had, it was just like if you had a kid back then, the chances of that kid getting to like two years old were like 50 50. Really? I mean, there's so many of these families that are like, Eight, nine, ten kids, and like Autumn said, three or four make it through. A lot of them died of things like diphtheria. Well, Lincoln's kids died. Like, yeah, yeah. two couple kids died, right? That's what I'm saying. The yeah. aristocrats, you know, their their kids, they would have a billion kids, and only a percentage would make make yeah. it. Yeah, they're having all that. So sex when on Shakespeare stage. was born, if he was really born, when the the the, the dude who lived at uh, Avon on whatever, strap on on Avon, strap on on Avon. <laughs> um, he, so he lived in kind of a row house kind of thing, mm-hmm. and the uh, in the same year, the kid that was born that lived in the house, not house, but in the almost looks like an almost an apartment next to him, died of the what it was the the plague, 
and then the kid on the other side died, and he lived. Wow! Imagine. My um, we would have had all this great stuff. My great grandfather, who you know, uh, immigrated into New York, he was <clears throat> living in the doorway of a ta- like of a, a tailor, a tailor's shop. And eventually the tailor was sick of him and said, do you want to work here? And so he became his apprentice and he made friends with, you know, he, he made friends with people. I think it was like the, the, the uh, tailor's daughter and like two other guys. And they all were going to go on this boat ride uh, in the river. And he said, oh, I don't want to go. I don't really feel like it or whatever. And then they went and they drowned. Yeah, they all died. And, and then so you think, I wouldn't have been born. You wouldn't have been <laughs> my born. Parents, right. parents, my parents. And then, yeah. My favorite is, uh, what's his name, Seth? What's his name? Uh, McFarland. Makes all the shows. Yeah, he missed the flight. He to missed the 9-11 flight. 9-11 flight. Boston. And he had guilt after that, wow. too. No, that's what I, what I heard. I read that he said, I never thought about it again. I missed a bunch of flights. Oh. <laughs> not to me. I was like. I thought I think, he had survivor's remorse. No, I thought, I, had, I thought he had survivor's remorse. I saw an interview. I, saw, I could be wrong, but I saw Maybe an interview. Maybe he's joking. Where he said, uh, <laughs> I never, it never occurred to me. I missed a lot of flights. So, I mean, if it was me, I would always, I wouldn't have. I don't think I'd have guilt. It's like I was supposed to die. Who, who does it help if I die too? Yeah. I wouldn't have guilt, but I might be thinking, whew. Yeah. I might decide now I'm going to start uh, cliff jumping because obviously <laughs> I missed my early death. So or, I can do whatever I want. Or it's like a final destination rules where if you if fi- if, if the, the thing that's supposed to kill you doesn't, then now you've got like a mark on your back. Oh, and it's going to keep coming at you. The universe is trying oh. to kill you. So they're like, yeah, base jump, idiot. <laughs> yeah. When things are looking grim, be don't the grim drive, reaper. Don't drive behind oh. the log truck. Who said that? When things are looking grim. Shakespeare. Be the grim reaper. No, it was Andy Reid. Ted Nugent. It was Andy Reid when oh. the Ted Bills were, were winning with 13 seconds left. Mm. He told Patrick Mahomes, when things are grim, be the grim reaper. Who said it before that? I think, I don't know. Did he, I thought it was Ted an, Nugent. I thought it was a Reidism. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like a Reidism, actually. But, so maybe it's type Mark it Twain. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. Hey, if you lose something, look Marx in the last brothers, place you left Yogi it. Berra. That's a Yogi Berra. What? If you lose something, look in the last place you left it. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Yogi Berra. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Man, he lived a long time, didn't he? Did. He? Son never amounted to a good manager. Well, who cares about the fucking New York Yankees? He didn't play for the Yankees or manage the Yankees. Who cares? Play for the Pirates. He's just saying apropos of nothing. How do you feel about (laughs) all these new rules in baseball? Stupid. They're going to have time. I think, well, listen, there was a time where there wasn't a shot clock in in basketball, and the games would go on forever. And there was defense. The thing that I'm concerned about is the pickoff move, you know, which obviously throw throw one over to keep You can only do two. That's ridiculous. That is so stupid. No, but that's what makes the game forever is this stupid thing that goes on between the pitcher and the guy at first base. Look, here's the deal. There's a chance the other team will score. You have to know that going on. You cannot have these pitchers who are just like going to draw this shit out for seven, eight minutes. There's a chance you could pick off a, a guy who loses a second of attention and you throw him out and then you don't have a runner on base. See, you are a real baseball fan because you do not care about the crowd or getting new fans. No. That's what baseball is like. We will die together. There's always going to be enough multimillionaires to just finance this thing. Um we will always live in a world where two-thirds of the teams are shit, do not have a chance whatsoever. The other third have good owners. And uh, fuck it. St. Louis, Atlanta, the New York t- teams, uh, maybe the Giants, 
Phillies and, uh, jump up every now and then. That's about fucking it. Every once in a while, somebody else would jump in there. Well, but, I think they uh, could they could get and rid you, of that. And you love that. No. Nine-hour games. Manfred's man, I hate that, If you too. live in Minnesota and you're a baseball lover, your team is never going to fucking win the World Series. They've won Series. plenty of World Series in Minnesota. When? They beat the Braves twice or once. Oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. forgot about that. Yeah, that, was bad, that was a bad choice. Well, that's the, that's I they, watched that happen. That was Kirby. Uh, Puckett. Yeah, yeah that's where I, they, I watched they, that happen. That's where they threw what's-his-name off the base. I, I, it was yeah. clearly not called at all, and I'm like, it was obvious. Wait a minute. Threw, How threw old were you? Off, I, was like, I was like doing well, yeah, stand-up comedy. I was like. Well, yeah, because, I mean, for me, like, I started coming into awareness with baseball and starting to enjoy it right around when the Braves finally won in 95. Like okay. I remember that World Series. I, don't, I was kid. in a hotel room watching when uh, Kirby Puckett uh, won that game. And I can't remember which that was the. Was that it was the 90, second? 92, I think, or 91. Was that yeah. the first or second one? Was that the first one the Braves were in? We we were there ninety one ninety two. Okay, I was, they, okay. No, they did because right. it was they lost to the Twins, then they lost to the, the Blue, Blue Jays. Jays, and then the Blue Jays beat the Phillies. How about the Pirates? Have they ever won the World Series? Yeah, no. last time was nineteen eighty. But I mean, they stink. Seven, 1979, I'm sorry. But they stink every well, year. That's because they have bad ownership, and nobody wants to live in Pittsburgh. Good ownership <laughs> in baseball means you got a shit ton of money. That's it, and you're willing to spend it for stupid reasons. They You're spending Andrew- your family money for stupid reasons because you want the Yankees some have sort a of shitload tenant. of money. They haven't won the World Series since 2009. Yeah, but they've won it so many times. I know they have, but they haven't been in it since 2009. You mm-hmm. said, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with Eric a little bit. There, the baseball is a little too. Manfred Mann, by the way, is the sec is the putting the guy on second base when you go into extra innings. I sort of a, a, a like that. It, it, the funny thing about that rule, right, is again. I primarily watch Braves games, so I don't get a chance to necessarily watch some of the other games around the league like that. It seemed to me that with the Braves that every inning, us and the other team that we were playing would score. So it seemed to me that the extra inning games would still go 13, 14 innings. So the problem that they were trying to resolve was the games were going too long. And it seemed to me that with that second base rule... The games were still going well, as long as possible. Can't just have a tie. There's too many teams. Too many teams. If you retract well, the league, true. then the no. best not players. No, there will be enough no. Talent. There is not enough, not enough talent. talent. No Nashville way. could easily have a team right no, now. No, no, who's going to pitch? You don't have enough pitchers. Exactly. Uh, I think you move Tampa to Nashville. And okay, I think if that, you move something, but they need to lose. You you don't have enough great pitchers to go around. It's like the NFL. You know, it's like they want to expand. No. Like they have these weird ideas about adding four more teams in Europe. It's like, where are you going to get the quarterbacks? You barely, right now, you've got 32 teams, and you've got like seven or eight super-duper great quarterbacks. And and everyone knows, if you look at the Super Bowl, you know, the teams that win championships have one of these sort of generational talents. You're going to add four more. You're going to have boring games. Again, you're going to have four hey. teams that don't win for the first who knows how but many here's years. here's the deal, though. With the well, XFL coming back now, maybe we'll be able to find some more quarterbacks that are just No, legendary. those are the quarterbacks that would already be in the NFL. If they, you know who I saw in the XFL over the weekend? Who? Uh, Paxton Lynch. Oh, yeah? oh no way! In the first round, really? I think, of the 2014 wow. for Denver Broncos. He and huge. he got pulled in the second quarter. How... I mean, I hope he enjoys the paycheck. I'm sure he's got a few million dollars, but that is humiliating. This guy was in the first-round pick. It was 26, but he was the first-round pick by the Denver Broncos, I think, in 2014. He was only on the team two years, then played for like three or four. He might have played for the Falcons briefly. But he I don't was, remember him being on the Falcons, but either way. But uh, 
And then he's in the XFL opening night, and he gets pulled. I think it was in the third quarter. He got pulled. They, how humili How humiliating. Remember uh, for a former first Think he's round. going back to the NFL? He got <laughs> No. See, this might be an opportunity, though, to find some standout players there. I know, like, Vic Beasley, former first-round pick for the Falcons. But if he's good, they're going to find him anyway. He, uh, he's in the XFL. You go to camp. Uh, as an A.J. Every camp, Every camp allows walk You know, you can be invited. You can, like They know any camp coming in this year, if Vic Beasley wanted to be involved, he'd find a team that would let him come to camp. And he'd be part of the 90, te- 90 uh, people that are in camp. And then if he was good enough, he'd make the team. But the fact that he's in the XFL says he's not good enough to make an NFL team. Autumn was telling me that AJ McCarron could easily be a starting quarterback. AJ could easily be a starting quarterback in the NFL. For Alabama in like 2009 <laughs> or something, right, Autumn? I mean, Autumn. But he deserves a chance, right? I mean, that's... I, I mean, it's like he's the guy. Yeah, he's had his chance. Autumn would say he's he the really goat. did, but I think he deserves another chance. Who's he playing for? He's with one the, of the XFL the teams. The Philadelphia XFL's. fuckfaces, or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember all the team names yet. I haven't picked a team yet either. <clears throat> Is there a Rough Riders? There's always like a Rough Riders in every one of these Houston, leagues. Right? That pops Houston's up. Rough Riders, right? Is that what I was watching I the th- other night? I think that's Raw Doggers. <laughs> that's Vegas. Oh. Bearbackers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Birmingham Bearbackers. Don't say we're not tough. We spread that uh, love. <laughs> don't say we're not tough. Break the skin? We don't care. Yeah. Put a little Vaz yeah, on there. But other than uh, with the MLB rules that you were mentioning there before, so the rules. Pick- so I hate the pickoff rule. Everything else. All right, because the pickoff rule is you only get a pitcher can only attempt it twice, right? right? And I, for the first base, the guy at first base, mm-hmm. um, there's good. What do, we, what do you think about the the pitching clock? It's twenty seconds, right? Fifteen. Yeah, I like that. Twenty I seconds. I think it's smart. Dumb. You're I, not going <laughs> to make it as a sport in America if you are not a good TV. Then it show. doesn't make it. Okay, but then it's not there. You'd rather it not be there? If uh, Again, I say if they retract and they get rid of the ridiculous playoff system that they have, more people will watch, and there'll be good talent. You won't have to have all the You don't rules. have enough of like the, get rid what, of what the Cincinnati metrics. Bengals did uh, last year, where they, they win four games the prior year, and then they pff, go to the Super Bowl. You don't have those. I think that a sport has to have those wild cards, you know? Well, they did have. They can have a wild card. They have two rounds. No, I mean— some team that you just don't expect in a million years. Nobody going into this season said the Eagles are going to be in the Super Bowl. No. Nobody going into last season said the Bengals are going to be in the Super Bowl. That's what the NFL has. Because they have parity, they have it's you do if you're smart enough, you get lucky enough, you do have the ability to turn things around relatively quickly. In baseball, you know, if you can't say, hey, I can't, he's a good player, but I can't afford to give him $345 million yeah. for the next seven years. <laughs> Fully guaranteed. Yep. You know, I mean. Is Aaron Judge ever going to hit 62 home runs again? I highly no. doubt it. No. But right. he just got a big, big ass contract. Well, yeah, but was- ultimately, the teams that are going to be there in the end are going to be the ones who are more likely. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how it goes. I mean, some of these guys take the money. I never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens I mean, to a lot of players where they get that one saddled. guy still on the Angels. Uh, Pujols is done. No, Pujols is done. But yeah, but his but he had a contract like that. It was a ten year deal that was ridiculous. Yeah. and he basically was a mediocre player by the time he got there. Autumn, right? kept, Autumn thought it was ridiculous how you don't have to the, bring me into this. The, year. the <laughs> Angels had Albert Pujols. Why would St. Louis let him go if he was worth that? 
Well, because he was. I mean, honestly, these because they owners, could replace him with somebody cheaper. Because no, as good. because what they're thinking is, we're a team that doesn't go to the World Series. We need people to buy tickets in the middle of the summer. He's a name. We'll pay him, and his name alone. The thinking is, we'll 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 sell tickets. We'll sell hot dogs. Well, they went to the World Series three times in the last fifteen years. Angels? No, the Angels won it twice in the two thousands. So you're saying I'm totally wrong. It is a league of parody, and I'm any not saying team you're totally in. wrong. But any team, the can Pirates win it. next year can just pop off and be no, a great team. They'd have to start with their farm team and keep people there. Yeah, the key thing with baseball now is what you have to do is you have to completely fire sell all of your your players with talent, build your farm system, and then hope that in three years that that farm ends up contending. I'm obviously That's totally wrong. It seems to me that I look up every year, and it's and by the end of the year, it's the same teams, Braves. Giants, Cardinals, Here's the, Astros. It just seems like the same team. Yankees. No team has won a re- repeated World Series since the Yankees, I guess, in the 90s. The last, it was the Astros, Braves, Dodgers, Nationals, Red Sox, Astros. Okay, they won it in 2017. Cubs, Royals. Cubs and Royals are two teams that don't always get in. Giants, Sox, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So the Giants of San Francisco, I mean, they dominated. Uh, for a while, they would have like one year where they would win the World Series, then a suck year, and then the next year yeah. they'd jump up win the World Series, then a suck year, and then... And then they completely. I, throw I guess Barry I'm Bonds wrong. I, I, I just have to throw in the towel. If that many different teams are viable, but it just doesn't seem like that to me because I'm a casual. Well, because the same observer. teams are making the playoffs. It's all about of those teams who gets hot in, in that moment. And sometimes, like for well, that's example, with that, every sport, you got to be hot at the end. True, um, but like for example, like the Nationals team, that team was. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nationals another one. They get in and, there. And they, and they jumped in there and they won the World Series. The Braves, I would say. They're still the Senators to me. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Even though for 70 years they didn't play. We also can't count that 2017 Astros World Series or the Dodgers. What do you mean we can't? Two. Why? Because they cheated. That's what? All. What? what? Oh, baseball? They still won. Oh, baseball? You mean every team that's ever won the World Series? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Are you going to contend that the Atlanta Braves have never cheated? Baseball never. is cheating. Are you kidding me? They were, uh, you know, had, had the little drums. They don't going tell on each other because they also cheat. They that's don't right. Wanna... You had a, you know, Guy with code. The, that's exactly what it the is. Bro code. Well, I mean, the Astros, they did add a little. Uh, yeah, they had a freaking little, microphone. Little, little low rent stuff with the banging on garbage cans. Yeah. <laughs> that low came rent, from somebody's microphone on a member as he's Dude, celebrating. The shot heard round the world. When did that happen? In the fifties or something? That's all. You know, the shot heard round the world in the nineties. It was revealed. They cheated. They stole the signs. Mm-hmm. They had a guy with a telescope, and then he had, like, I don't know if he did Morse code or something. The whole, it's one of the most famous plays in baseball history. I'm mean, growing up, the shot heard around the world. Cheating. Baseball is cheating. Well, it's not cheating until you get caught. It's so right. 2017. It's like racing. It's cheating. Doesn't count. 2020 doesn't count because they only played, like, what, 60 games that year? That, 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 that Are you going to say Junior Johnson doesn't count in the history of NASCAR just because he figured out a way to uh, put fuel lines in the frame of the car so he would have, like, three laps more fuel than anybody else? See? It's cheating. Cheating. It's what it is. You think Bill Belichick would have all that <laughs> hardware if he didn't cheat every chance he got? Hey, Bill hey, Belichick, looking, looking skinny, man. Dammy. Yeah. Well, you know, that image is going viral. That's my new thing. People, I hate anybody who refers to Tom Brady as Tommy. Tommy. That <laughs> grunk. Tommy. Tommy, hey, I'm back in Buffalo. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to be the uh, receiver coach. Yeah. Uh, Keith says if you're not cheating, you're not trying. There's some tr- – I mean, history says that there's some tr- – I just think it's crazy 
I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm saying it's crazy to get all upset about the Astros. That's why I'm not really upset about Zelensky shutting down all the opposition parties. You've right. got to listen if you, you ain't can't win, win if you don't cheat. What is that, Zelensky? You ain't cheating. You, you can if you ain't eating, ain't cheating. Wait, what? Zelensky, what do you think of these new MLB rules? I don't understand the sports where you throw a ball at the man with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I like real sport like rugby. Well, I made a fool out of myself saying Minnesota would never win a World Series and being told that they've won 19. No, they only won two or three. It's been a while, though. The, what team was I looking for? There's some team out there that is just hopeless every year. Now it's the Pirates. Tampa Bay, ever since they've been in the league, has never won. The Mariners have never won. That's another That's team. That's who I was yeah, thinking of when I said Minnesota. Seattle, the Mariners. Zelensky might practice his swing when he hears about those big contracts. Oh, yes, yeah. you signed me for $25 million a day. Oh, yeah, we just gave him $460 million. There's probably one person in the Major League Baseball making that right now on a oh, contract. Sure. Bryce Harper. That's right. <laughs> That's who I was thinking. Oh, he's on, where is he, Philly, Philly now? Yeah, Philly. He's doing okay. 79 hey, man, man. Is Where's the Trout? Mike Trout's Trout, with the Angels. He'll always be with the Angels. A little retire there. But, I mean, he really hasn't. Has he ever, Has he got a World Series out of all No, this? but he's the best baseball player there is, right? What now. good does it do me if he's not on TV and he's not celebrating? They need to live in their market. Anaheim. We're not the Dodgers. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> looks like, I'm in charge of the music. It looks I'm like, sorry about that. looks like Putin decided it's no longer a proxy war. Hey, shut it down. All right, y'all. Hey, by the way, really quick, Madonna shares new photo of her face, says swelling from surgery has gone down, and uh, she says, look how cute I am now that swelling from surgery has gone down. LOL. That's what I love about Madonna. She can laugh at herself. TTFN. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk.